practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. Why don't you smoke the natural herb? Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. After two weeks, I can still remember how to do the intro. I'm amazed at myself. Yeah. Uh, we have a full I'll show, pack. a full pack show after two weeks of hiatus from the can world. Everything's changed. It's all over, guys. Sorry, by the way. You know, you know it's over, right? No, but we're going to find out because we have, uh, well, first we're going to have Boris from uh, Papa Barkley. Well, go ahead. Try to pronounce his last name. I know. Go, go, no, do, no, do no, 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 no. You, you are in charge of all last names. Uh, we're going to be testing out some dabs, checking out some flaves, hearing about the, the latest from their company. And also, we're going to have lawyers in the house. We, have, we're going, we got constitutional lawyers coming in here. Well, not really constitutional, but criminal defense lawyers, the guys that we need, the guys that we need in our side at all times, because apparently we're still criminals, by the way. You know, you, you know that, right? No, no, no. We're criminals again. Again. We weren't. We were criminals. We, ride, we weren't criminals. We all ride the line, now guys. You know how it again. is. We ride the line. When we're not criminals, we wish we were criminals. Oh, and when we're not, no, it's, it's the other way around, you know? So I'm happy to be a criminal again. Thank you, guys. Hey, Mark, you're going <laughs> to so have Jeff Gard. my YouTube background, or are you just going to leave me green? No, man, you, if you you're... just shut the fuck up, I was just doing it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You're lucky we even let you on the show. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I love you too. Uh-oh, I hear no sound, too low. What's going down here? Sound shit? Come on, guys. What is sound? Uh-oh. No, Unmute. Uh, you ruined. I don't think so. First time back. Obviously, MTI has forgotten how to hear? do everything. Can you not hear Adam? Can you hear me? Because if you can hear me and can't hear Adam, that's a problem. But if you can hear Adam and not me, that's just fine. See, they can lip read me now because I have no beard. Really, you have to do intros again? Do I have to do all this the genius intro that I just did? Okay, Past is that better now? Can he hear us? Uh, no sound. Cannot hear anything is what I'm saying. Uh, it should be better now. How about now? No sound. Well, now we wow. have to wait 30 seconds. Uh, does everybody do a dab? So we have to wait 30 seconds for us for it to catch up to the YouTube thing since we're on delay because if somebody Rewind fucking curses, Mark has to, it's on now. has to hit the button. Oh, Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. I don't know what you heard or what you didn't hear. We've got Boris from Papa Barkley on. We've got uh, Jeff Guard. Jeff the dog, the guard dog. What is it? Jeff Guard dog. What is it? Come on. Well, it, when when Fourteener went and put my face on a can of weed, he got really pissed because he wants his face on one. So he thought the great strain name for his would be the guard dog. The guard dog. Okay, so Jeff yeah, the guard him. dog will be on. Yeah. Uh, criminal lawyer, get your questions ready. This is your moment to get your free free advice. This is like my favorite oh, thing sh- is hanging. We can't preface it like that. We have to say, oh, look, somebody happened to call up when you're on the phone. Maybe you answer the question. Millions of dollars worth of free advice. Y'all crackly, DJC. Crackly. What? What up, crackly? Yeah. 
I don't know what, what do happened. You mean, crackly. You just crackly sound. You had one week where it sounded good, dude. I can't believe you managed to pull Let one. Let me turn it off and on and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've also got um, uh, Peter from Massive Seeds coming in at the end of the show. So that's so wait around for that, guys. Because how about now, now, guys? How about now? I don't know. Turn it down a little bit. Keep turning it down. Just keep turning it down, <laughs> down further. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Um, so yeah, we have a. Full... No, am I still crackly or am I good? No, you're better. I think you're good now. I think you're better. Okay. Yeah. Your, your crack habit's over. It's, it's you've, you've you've managed to kick it. Would you? I told you, don't talk about my hard drug use. It it has to be just. It has to be a myth where people always think you know they. He's so thin. He must be on meth. Is is what? No the one's ever about. said that about you, Dave. I'm sorry. No, that has never happened. No, we, no. Oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> no what? one's ever. That has Horace, never been. No love, man. Yeah. Known you for fucking ever since you were a little fucking kid. Really? Jesus Christ. Is that true? No, well, he was a little kid in the industry. He was. He was at the the um the Dixie clam bake that uh, Trip loved to throw in like I want to say 2010 or 2012 when we just we just uh we bought their building. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they had us there as little tokens of look there there's a real estate guys, and uh, there was Boris, and uh, we became buds. And uh, and then and you changed you his diaper. Know. You changed his diaper, and then it was it was it was friendship forever at that point. It's like no, you know, you want to know how you young was he? How young is he? No, you can't be that young. Got a couple grades. Listen, I'm going to tell a Boris story right now. You know, everybody always hear these stories of shit that goes down where somebody just fuck. You didn't even realize something fucked up, and now the man is standing right there. And what's going to happen? Are you going to get thrown under the bus? So we're not being the smartest. This is at MJ BizCon on the top of the Rio in 2013, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, probably 2013. And not realizing that we're at whatever that nightclub is, Thinking that we're outside and yeah, we're it was in Las Vegas hotel, wasn't it? It was on the Eiffel Tower, that club. The trip through some some crazy party at the whatever club. it was. We were outside, right, right, right. We were outside, so it gave the impression that you're outside and you're not in a casino. And what does Boris do? He pulls out a big bag of weed. Mm. We're sitting at a at a table. I'm like, well, shit. I haven't rolled a joint in like three days. Hold on, let me. Let me roll that. So I grab the bag. I'm rolling right in front of me. Next thing I know, there's a fucking arm on my shoulder and a guy with an earpiece in. Mm-hmm. And he's like talking to the man. And, and Boris just stops the guy right there. And he says, no, that's mine. Wow. And the guy goes, okay. And takes Boris away and walks away. And I don't see them for Did you get like thrown out of every hours. MGM casino at that point? or was it I apparently got thrown out of the Paris Hotel. <clears throat> for six months at that point and i learned that their their cameras are fucking good guys because i was like fuck this shit i just went around the corner and went back in yeah. went back up like the elevator and shit was my name was on the list and as i'm walking up to get to that last elevator to get to the club that same big bodyguard you know big ass white dude guy like just stepped in front of the elevator mm-hmm. and was just like shaking his head no like i had made a fucking horrible decision <laughs> Um, yeah, they pushed me around a little bit and threatened me, but at the end of the day, they let me out and there was a whole group of people smoking weed on the corner from the conference who had also gotten kicked out for smoking weed. So we oh, that's, it's of, always good when you, you know, you, you, you uh, meet up with your, your kinfolk at the point. You know? Exactly. Right. We're all the rebels. And so we went out and, and we went back to the Rio and we met up with Dave the next day, but that was a, now a very, very long time friendship, Dave. And I've, I've, Definitely appreciate I'm it. glad you did that because I'd have cracked under questioning. I'm just saying, I'd have cracked under questioning. I'd given Adam up 
it'd have been that'd have been the end of it. I'd be like, yes, that's well, I know where he is. Well, it's like when we were at the Washington at the DC High Times. Uh, what was it? The uh, the Pioneer Cup or whatever they called it. Remember that thing? Uh, I don't remember that. Or one. Trailblazers, Trailblazers, right? That's what it was. Trailblazer. Not cup. It was like a trailblazer. Basically, we got there. It was a big scam. You got there, and it was like, wait a minute. So everybody's a trailblazer. This cannot be like literally. It was like, here's your trailblazer plaque, you know. But so we just said, fuck it. We started smoking because it was apparently it was a non-smoking event, right? It didn't make any sense. Or a high times event. So we were the bad boy table of the event, getting in trouble the whole time. And that's the only way to roll with those things. If you're at a weed event and no one's smoking weed. It's a non-event. <laughs> at that point, it doesn't make so you have to get kicked out. Like that's almost mandatory. And then you then you find out who all the cool people are. You're like, well, look, there's all six cool people in this entire event. They're right here. They're all the people that got thrown out. So uh, well, there was a there was an MJ. It was an, either an MJ BizCon or an NCIA that got ad. No, it was MJ BizCon that got advertised. Um, DC MJ BizCon DC. And little did you know that you land, the plane lands in D.C., but the conference was going to be in Reston, Virginia, where it was still felony possession at the time. And it was, it doesn't get any more scarier than to realize you just flew into a weed convention um, and it's, it's back to like 1980 New York City where you could go to jail, jail, and you would not have fun. So, damn, we've come a long way, Boris. Now look, we're both in legal states, smoking legal weed, and you're the chief operating officer of a of a soon-to-be powerhouse across the country, right? So oh, tell I us what's going. Uh, let's let's hear this. Let's hear the story. Oh, we'll see about that. I, I'm I'm reading you guys' chat. There's a it's a fun little crowd that comes. It around. could it could get distracting. Careful. <laughs> yeah, don't careful. Don't, don't piss them off. Don't piss no, them I won't. off. I don't want to piss they, anyone. They're already. Off. You're already because you're a friend of Dave's. You've already been demoted like three points. So you just got. You have to yeah. know. You have to work your way back up the the ranks. Right, so. I'm all, all, hopefully, <laughs> I'm worthy. Um, tell us homage to Rosin Dogs. Tell him he's a good guy and uh, oh, yeah. he won't rip on you as much as he does me. No, I'm good. Well, before I start, I will tell everyone what I'm smoking. I have a lot here. And I wish we'd have sent you guys more. I'm sorry. We're in the middle of all our test washing season. Uh, so right now I've got a lot of things. I've got some dirty tangy, which don't ask me. is basically a pheno that we lost out on and we didn't know. We couldn't backtrace it. But we knew it came from tangy and sour diesel, but it tastes dirty. So we called it dirty tangy. Um, but uh, we got some garlic juice, which is papaya and GMO. I got some Granimals uh, 90 micron water hash that I'm smoking on some ice cream cake that just came down, some Tropicana cookies, and some Black Max. So, so that's what I'm dealing with over here. And everything is in-house, I assume? Or you have people doing it for you? Or what's the, what's the situation? Everything's in-house, guys, um, except we don't grow. So the one thing is well, I'm up here in Eureka. I'm in Eureka in the middle of Humboldt County. We source everything from Humboldt for our water hash and our rosin, and we source it from um, from select farms. What One thing we'll do if you look at the packaging, you'll see – that it's uh we're we're, ca we're calling out all the farms so depending on where it got grown you can go ahead and take a look uh we show the instagram handles of all our farms we do co-marketing with them uh video biographies of the farmers you know the one thing we do well is process cannabis both on the pop and barkley side and on the select side but the one thing we know we don't do well and that we're blessed to be in the middle of humble county in the emerald triangle is uh we don't cultivate ourselves we want to maintain that that terroir in some instances, but also, and more, most importantly, the variety and strains. 
uh, and encourage that with the small farms up here. You know, the regulatory structure in California, the cost of entry here, and um, has definitely prohibited a lot of traditional market farmers to make the transition. And those that have, uh, for us to be able to grow with them and find ways to collaboratively market and also just bring fire strains to the market mm-hmm. uh, has been just a passion of mine. So I'm really excited. I'm actually, I just moved my family up to Humboldt uh, to continue this passion. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you, uh, if you're in a place like that, where there's so many good growers, you could, uh, it's just like candy. It's like Christmas every day for you. Cause you get to crack into a new flavor without having to, cause you know, like whenever you're growing it, it you know, the ins and outs of everything. Right. So you'll know before you've ever harvested, whether it's going to be a good crop. Right. So then you're excited when it is, you're totally not excited when it's not like when you've had any issues along the way, you're like, eh, it's, you know, we're never, this is never going to be stellar. Whereas every day, I guess, you know, you, you never know what's coming through the door or whatever. Do you go on site and look at the stuff or do you wait until it's done or how, what's your. Oh, no, no, no. We have long-term relay. We're one of the first, um, people that went away from single source hash and, and extracts, right? So we have a, we have some peers and some competition that produce some fire here in California. Um, and we were not cultivating our own. So the first step was really finding the farms up here that were willing to not just grow and, and grow with us, but also grow the strains the right way. There's a different nutrient structure. There's an entirely different way of growing. Most of these are in hoop houses rather than the high tech greenhouses. Uh, and partner with farms to find the right strains, learn, uh, have them learn how to grow for trichomes and not necessarily for the bud density, right? Uh, and that's a, you know, that's been about an 18 to 24 month growing process. Some of our phenomenal partners have been like Humble Kind Farms. We won multiple Emerald Cup awards with them. Emerald Queen Farms, same thing. Um, you know, they have definitely grown with us. Uh, Tar Hill Cannabis is another one that uh, we, we're, we love to be working with right now. Um, We've grown with them. It's been a two-year process. Now we get into process where we know what strains are going to yield for us, what strains are going to be coming down, mm-hmm. and then we're also constantly pheno hunting. So this annual process started about 18 months ago, 24 months ago, and now we're going into our third season. Uh, we have two harvests, sort of late summer harvest, which is just finishing right now. So that grapes and cream is from this harvest right now. Okay. Uh, and then we'll have our fall harvest in October, which is also a, a big deal, um, you know, that means scaling lots of things, you know, scaling frozen capacity, frozen uh, distribution. Uh, one of my partners said when we started this hash brand, you know, I don't want to be a fucking ice cream company. And we're a fucking ice cream company. Like we have frozen trucks across the Everywhere. state. Yeah, we yeah. deliver ourselves um, across to all the dispensaries in California. So managing that um, is definitely a lot of logistics, but it's also a lot of fun because at the end of the day, you're bringing literally the freshest hash from the top farms in Humboldt County and Emerald Triangle directly to the legal market. And do that's you, Do you still have that kid you introduced me to at uh, the Emerald Cup, the extraction kid, that little guy who he didn't really know who I was and he, he made the mistake of handing me a $9,000 dab rig and saying, why don't you take a dab? And, and he said, just be careful with that rig. I said, why is it expensive? 
what is it, about 900 bucks? He goes, add a zero, and I just handed it back to and him. And then he got all shaky. <laughs> just take it. Just take it right now. I didn't so just, we, don't, we don't have, hand me that. We have quite a few people like that. Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore uh, for a variety of reasons, but he's still doing strong and going strong in the market. For handing bongs to people like Dave, basically, is why. Oh, no, that's not why. Come on, like, $9,000 like, bong? Like, Give me a fucking break. Like fired. Um, <laughs> so, so when you guys say, like, refrigerator trucks, do you go and uh, harvest on-site freeze it on yep. like right away because that's i mean obviously the best c conditions possible right yeah well we we go through it's usually a one to two day harvest depending on the size of the hoop houses that we're working with and we mm -hmm. it's literally about two to four days each week during summer harvest and during fall harvest that we're training the crews that are going out i mean people here were used to harvesting for dry flour of course so it's a certain it's completely different right and then you're hanging and you're curing and you all know that game here it's like really you know, in the black, in the traditional market, so I hate using the term black market, in the traditional market, uh, we never had really the opportunity until the last 10 years, you know, shout out to Bubble Bags and Nika T and all the people that came before in terms of the, the, the solventless movement. But, um, to do you know, full, we never, to do full plant extracting. Yeah, exactly. to do full plant extracting on fresh plants, mm -hmm. like on fresh frozen solventless, like that was unheard of because we had to keep it in the basements, we had to cure, we had to maximize the, the density so that we can pet, you know, push packs out. Now with the sort of agriculturalization of cannabis and the ability to really maximize the the efficiency of sun grown, you know, we'll have farms that have their high-tech greenhouses where they can have three or four turns, but then they have their hoop houses. And what we've done is we're training crews. We're going up there. We pack them down in one day. We have certain SOPs around how we pack them into, you know, certain ways for metric and so on and so forth. But we have a frozen truck right there. That's right awesome. now we're getting a frozen four by four box truck because these hills are no joke out here, guys. I have a Volvo. I'm getting a truck now because my Volvo is beat up, like just destroyed because of the mountains up here in Trinity and Humboldt and everywhere. A lot of these people are working off of huge, beautiful, um, farms but you know they're off the beaten path you're going up old service roads old mining roads old logging roads yeah uh, and yeah you're definitely beating some trucks up so we have multiple different types of frozen trucks up here uh, and then we also have a fleet of trucks because we're doing direct distribution to the dispensaries across the state are you finding any competition with uh as you say the traditional market people outbidding oh, you yeah of course uh, of course my my product is over a hundred dollars a gram right now and we're working that down but even when we work the price down it's 80 to 90 out the door with all the crazy taxes we have upwards of 25 30 percent additional taxes at yeah. the retail level here right and there's additional you know, cultivation taxes and, and and everything else that goes through within the supply chain that boosts the price a lot higher well even back in the day even back in like you know when i was first making hash when we started to calculate in our minds how much you'd have to charge a hundred dollars didn't seem crazy because it was like you realized, like I can only make that much from this, you know. And that was before there was fresh frozen. This is '93, and it was sort of like there was no fresh frozen. And there was none of that mentality. It was like so, you, you had to go through so many steps to get to where you got. You're like, it, it was. I called it 30 meter hash because it was like this shit never gets farther than 30 meters away from me because I'm the guy smoking it because I'm like it ain't worth <laughs> selling it. You know what I mean? It was just too good to sell. So, and I think it's. Uh, 
it's like that even, especially when you, like, you know, percentages coming back on Fresh Frozen are 3%, 5%. Uh, what do you get? What's, what's your highest and what's your lowest, let's say, as far as? Uh, so we have two different ones we look at. So there's the yield into, into hash, and then there's the the rosin yield, right? Because different strains will yield differently. More lipids, so yeah. I look at a blended yield, which is multiplying those two. Our highest is a five, a blended yield. So hash and, and then into rosin. Um, that's like something like our garlic cookies is just ridiculous. It just dumps. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, if you look at the low end that we'll release 3% blended yield mm-hmm. is the lowest all go. And that's just, if the Terps are insane, if it's delicious, the Tropicana cookies is a great example of this. I mean, this is just, I wish you guys could smell it, but it just smells citrusy and it also has some funk to it and some spunk and it looks beautiful i don't know if you guys can see anything. yeah you can, oh, see, right, you can see right through it so that's something you know it's good you know it's good when you can see through shit at some point right it's like so that one but that one was in the like 2.95 and like that's when you're looking at it as the guy who's in charge of numbers you're like well fuck it tastes really good but like yeah shit, it's well, really that's not the, that's the the classic but, cannabis uh situation though because all the best terpy strains are the lowest yielding and they're the ones that are totally undesirable to grow and would have got kicked out if people didn't realize what it you know put out uh when it came to the terp so terp saved many plants many shitty plants from being yeah. destroyed you know um right. so so how many places are you guys distributing to you guys because it's you're just uh you, you, you look at statewide obviously yeah, if you if you look across the company, Pop and Barkley, the wellness side. So that's all of our topical bombs. That's our tinctures, our capsules. We have patches. We have a whole wellness line, some skincare products as well. Um, we are the number one wellness brand in the state. So we distribute to about 500 different stores. I mean, 92% of the dispensaries in the state have have Pop and Barkley relief products in one in some way, shape, or form. Um, and we're heavily concentrated in about 200 of them. Uh, Papa Select, because just the nature of it, it's small batch, it's scaling. And remember, because we're not single source, those two harvests, I have to have the frozen capacity to hold all that shit for the whole year, right? So that's a whole bunch of frozen capacity. Um, how scared so that, are you, how scared are you with rolling blackouts in California right now? <laughs> oh, well, you should, you know, no, no, we got backup generators. We've got our dry ice people on lockdown. We've gone, we've got SOPs around this. That is the most critical Scared, like yeah. failure point for oh, our hash team is 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 the input product yeah like it, uh, it, 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 it keeps me up at night but we have yeah, I, many people on it i bet i bet numbers no, keep I, you up at night mr wharton graduate no wharton said, school of no, business no, graduate no, like, you, electrical you roll, numbers electrical rolling out, down you know rolling blackouts was definitely would have not come no last last year our team was down for three days they performed incredibly i got a shout out <laughs> nick it was our nick hammaker was our vp of production our tiano was our head of sourcing they just completely threw down. I mean, they were in charge of all of that. They got backups in there. They got the dry ice in there. And I, I wouldn't be anywhere without that team. The hash team preserved all of the finished good product. We got into the freezers. We got into the chest freezers, yeah. moved them from facility to facility. They're it's, on top of it. I'm real proud it's of it. Like, it's like doing um, heart transplants all day long or something like that. You know, you're like, you're like got to keep this thing moving on ice. Don't meddle it. If it can't get too wet, because if it gets too keep wet. Keep it ventilated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a, a balance. Let's put it that way. We, uh, I remember one time when we were training our people on how to handle the hash. You know, you always, especially the hash when it's completely cold, it's sandy, right? You want people to get it mm-hmm. so that you can still see it sandy in the, in the jar. And by the time and they get home, it's already stuck to the side. They can't get it off. Of, yeah, of course. But, but, <coughs> but the whole point is we're bringing you quality. If we can yeah. get it at the farm at that level, we want to bring it to you that way. Mm-hmm. So when we do, 
one of my one of my people that we were we were training had left it on the side throughout the weekend like just had thrown it in there because it wasn't fitting into the freezer so he just put it on his side never do that oh that was painful to see that was just painful because you you can't deliver that and it's just like why no hash is definitely one of those things where all cannabis related things it's all handling right we always say that on the show like it's 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 where you do the most damage it's also where you can you can if if you're good about it you can actually even bring it up a little bit you know what i mean as far as like you can take something that the minute it's not handled properly it looks like shit but if you can bring it to them just like you're saying like it's like giving somebody a cake and then they buy it and then it collapses in front of them after they bought it <laughs> like what the hell how'd you get it to be like this but a lot of the hash is like that because especially the best trikes their pocket melt you know what i mean they're 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 gonna melt in just the tiniest bit of heat so it's definitely a, a art in itself. This is this is our Garanimals, which came from Emerald Queen Farms, and yeah, it was white literally when we started talking, Oof. and now it's completely melted. You'll see, and is yeah, that, that's just what it is. Does. That the one that was clear two minutes ago, or no? No, this is no. That one is still, <laughs> okay. It's been still that clear. One, that was still is, clear. That one is still right here and clear. Absolutely. Uh, but to answer the last question, and Papa Select, we're in just under two hundred shops uh, in the state of California. Uh, and it's much more specialized, you know, it's people where it's, it's places where people are going to buy hash or are, are educated on solventless. And it's really that, um, that commitment to solventless across, you know, even our wellness line across to our hash line. We talk about our wellness line being the first conversation on cannabis and hopefully Papa selected the last one. So that's how we talk about it internally. Well, we just posted on the chat room, the, uh, done deal discount for your CBD line. So hopefully, uh, they'll take advantage of that. Any reason why we're only keeping it up for one week? Maybe we'll get it for two weeks. Oh, or... no, it's up for a month. I'm sorry, guys. Right. We got that going for the next 30 days. You guys will have the done deal, uh, 20% off discount, poppinbarkleycbd.com. Nice. Uh, great products there. The lotions and the repair creams are, in, uh, are incredible. The tinctures are a whole plant natural infusion, so we don't use BHO. Sorry, we don't use butane. We don't use uh, ethanol. We don't use uh, CO2 or anything. Um, we're actually just doing a natural lipid infusion there. Uh, to achieve our milligrams and to achieve a whole plant, whole lipid infusion. Um, it's the number one tincture in the state of California. We, we mirror the product on the national side. We produce it in Colorado, um, but we are very meticulous in our sourcing game. It's the most important part of the, uh, the entire operation is how we source. I appreciate the bomb you sent me. That pain cream is the yeah, bomb. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard work to uh, rely on other people growing because, I mean, that is one of the things where it – it makes the most sense if you can run it all the way through, but at the same time, it's also like two different worlds, right? Growing, growing, and 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 processing are two separate animals, and it's nice if you can concentrate on one or one or the other. But you're also completely reliant on them being on, being honest about what they do, and you like, all of a sudden your shit comes out like, dude, we've got like, you know avermectin in our shit or some bullshit and it's like oops you know what i mean because you don't know every you know you have to trust every farm uh have yeah. you had any have you had any like recalls along the way or craziness since you've been relying on other people no or we've had craziness with imp- ingredients that were non-cannabis our beeswax caused us a six-month headache that if you guys want to talk about we can but it, it just whew, that was, oh, yeah, that six, was a tough six one. month headaches i love talking about six month headaches those are my favorite <laughs> subjects the, the fans um, yeah, love our those. beeswax. Wait a minute, are we about six months into this whole foot? Oh fuck! Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but no, the beeswax has caused problems in the, with the bomb. But the cannabis itself, no, we've had pretty meticulous standards. 
from the very beginning the, you run into complications because here, you know, for the select line, we're sourcing fresh frozen. It's all about yields. You're talking to the farms on a, every few weeks as you're preparing, you know, going pheno hunting and, 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 and evaluating them. And when they come in, we're doing full bore tests on them to make sure that we can trust these farms. And then it's an, uh, you know, it's a continuous qualification after that through QA, but on the Pop and Barkley side, you know, split it between two. We can source this. If we know the farms that we're sourcing select from are great, we can source the trim from them yeah. uh, and we can source their bee buds and smalls and we know they're great. So we establish that trust. And then we work with over 200 other farms for, on the Pop and Barkley relief side. So we have a pretty straightforward process there. And with the level of testing required in California, we buy only inhalable grade um, input product, uh, even though inhalable we're only inhalable grade. I like that. That's a new. Yeah, that's, so, a new that's a new. There's different levels new. here in California. There's inhalable grade, there's edible grade, and then I don't know what the other grades are, but we only buy inhalable grade. Smeared all over your body grade, basically. <laughs> yeah, but that, body. Like butter. We have smear like all over butter. your body products, but we 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 definitely buy the the top grade trim, and that also allows us. You know, we we do everything solventless. So when we bring in biomass, we are going to keep it. We take that keef and press it into rosin, and that's an input product for our wellness products. And then that whatever we keefed in that raw tumble, we call it, we do our whole flower infusion on that. And that's what goes into our tinctures and our bombs and a lot of our other topical products. So we're definitely using everything from a complete mechanical separation or a lipid infusion process with absolutely no chemicals added. So having very clean input product is incredibly important. And that comes down to Tiana and my sourcing team. Uh, but then on the national side, hemp's completely different animal, guys. We went through 20 different farms from Oregon to Washington to Colorado to Wisconsin to Vermont. We went on a, a nationwide tour last year um, looking at different hemp farms and how they were growing, how they were processing. I saw a lot of issues. Let's just put it that way. When you're coming from the boutique cannabis market and you understand how cannabis needs to be grown, cured, dried, uh, you know, they were fast drying things. So two day dry cycles with like lots of heat going into the areas. Yeah. You're killing turps. Oh, yeah. They were combining huge fields of hemp. So all the all the keef was jumping off and, and, and combine like just on the combine. And they were just bringing in just brown material and, and green material that was brown over time. And it was very low potency. And then if we were to keef it, we're not going to get any sort of yield off that. Right. Um, so I saw a lot of problems on scaled hemp facilities luckily we found two farms that are amazing one in oregon one in vermont uh and they grow boutique hemp flour they hand trim it and we make deals on their biomass and and we take that in for our national product line yeah it is definitely uh, a hard one to find people who actually treat it right when it comes to hemp just because the scale it just people get it they're out of their element you know what i mean and most people haven't yeah. really thought about it what you were saying about bailing stuff, I mean, that was just, that was like heart-wrenching. I saw people take entire feet, you know, entire crops that were actually pretty good crop. And like the CBG, mm -hmm. CBG is the one that really keeps terribly. Like it, 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 the plant looks beautiful when it's growing. You're like, wow, look at that thing. And then the minute that you come in to harvest it, all that comes right off. It's like, it doesn't want to stick to the plant. And it was funny. There was a one farmer in Oregon who basically the guys drove the tractor in and they were just about to like wash the tractor down and he and he's the owner and he comes over and he's like a weed grower originally and he was just like holy wait slow down guys stop and he, like, he took a trash bag he took a trash bag and he just started like scooping into the trash bag and filled up the trash bag with just 
with just you know Keith basically, and was like, "You guys are fucking. You got to keep all this shit. Like you know, don't just. They were ready just to wash that bitch off. And most of Dude, it that came was off waste. The- I asked him, "What is that?" He's like, "That's waste." I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> right?" And like I was like, "No, can't buy from you. Sorry." It, yeah, it's 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 sad because it's especially because as usual, it's like you go through all the steps. And a lot of these guys are good farmers because that's what they do. Like I saw a potato farmer here in Colorado that crushed it. Like it was, it was amazing. Like I looked at the plants, I was just like the production was off the chart. But they had no idea how they were gonna. I, I, most of it died in the field because it was like they just were so slow on. You couldn't. It took like all day, and they filled up like one truck, and there was like acres to go. You know what I mean? And they had cut in like maybe fifty feet into it. Multiple acre thing, and I was like, "So this is how you guys are planning on doing?" You know, they took out a, um, they had a, a, a weed whacker with a fucking blade, and they were cutting it off. And each plant was monstrous, like multiple pounds of just, you know, it was beautiful, but it was just like, "Yeah, sorry, you know, that's not going to make it through." Well, they knew, yeah. he knew what to do when he was growing potatoes. You oh know, yeah, he was a great, he's, he's, he's an awesome farmer. He was that was the thing; he, he could grow waste. great, just couldn't harvest those fucking things. Right, it was way out of his league. That's you know? the, Yes. You just described 75% of the farms across the country. Right. You know, that's, they just, they you know, don't have actually, an SOP that takes it to harvest. They said, um, I was talking to our, um, our farmer actually came here. He's from, uh, shout out to Vesica Farms in Southern Oregon. They grow oh, boutique and flower. Adam, how many did you give him for his appearance oh, tonight? I think right. he used he's, them all up. Let, let I go. love Vesica, man. Those guys are amazing. Um, uh, and, and Adam there, who's the head of the, He's a, he's a marine. Oh, and, they and must be good. They must be good. If they have some guy no, he's Adam, great. Come some on, guy Adam take a look at him on Instagram. Don't take my word for it. Follow him and you'll see. Uh, amazing family man as well. But he was uh, explaining to me a lot of the larger farms in Oregon are actually field ready. So they're actually just cutting it in the field and letting it dry in, in Oregon, the field. In Oregon, the driest place on the planet, right? It's like, right. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> Here you can like, get away with that, kind of. But it's, if it's too dry, it's going to just all fall into the field. If it's too wet, it's going to bolt. You know, I mean, it just doesn't seem like a winning formula. <laughs> it seems like a nightmare at best. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. A lot of people went for scale. Yeah, they can grow and they can produce output, but it's not... It's not now, always now we had a guest. We had a guest. Um, you, you, seen the cryo, you seen the cryo cure? Have you checked that out yet? Now, interesting enough, the CryoCure, which we had, what was that, about a year and a half ago we had him on? And no, it was, uh, it was right before we went to Spain. MJ BizCon mm-hmm. in November. So, yeah, no, it's about about a year, right, or just so, coming up on a year. I think the big unit was, what, 1,500 pounds every uh, 48 hours? But what was interesting— This is the freeze-drying thing, right, where you freeze-dry yeah. cannabis flour? Yeah. yeah. Now, I've heard of it. I want to try it. It was really oh, interesting we, I, now we because— We can introduce you to him. It's interesting because of the volume that, like, so you if you put a pound in, or you say or whatever, you know, let's just say a pound, it comes out exactly the same size. It's just freeze dried, you know what I mean? So your volume. So when he what he was explaining was that hash making also was giving you better yields just because you were filling tubes quicker or however you're doing it because you're you get less in but you get more out, you know what I mean? So in the in the long run, it was uh, interesting because it was definitely keeping the terps. We were all impressed. Like, holy shit, this is like actually more terpy than if you dried it you know properly or, or well, what was his name but how does Adam? it not lose any weight wouldn't it lose some water no, no, no. oh no like, you lose the weight weight not the volume not size the volume is the same so the oh. volume but the yeah. weight is lower so you get these like weird lightweight but like interesting buds and it was yeah it was it was terpy as fuck and so for hash making it seemed really interesting because of that you got like you didn't break it like when you fresh freeze it it's 
it's uh, more you get like more water that you have to get out again, right? So all that water goes back into your into your products. So yeah, imagine you have to account for when you're when you're when you're washed, you have to account for the water weight of the of the, of yeah. the cannabis, and that can really affect everything along the way too. So so this so that's something you should look into because if you guys are you know able to because he was talking, I think it was fifteen hundred pounds every forty eight hours on the machine. So you could crank through a pretty good sized. Uh, garden without having to like that machine was like 30 40 grand i might have been more but you yeah. with the with the done de- with, but you go with the done deal it's, it's all done total, deal it's totally worth it yeah. you know that's it it'll be 20 is that 20 percent off right away at least at least <laughs> at le- oh yeah <laughs> come on well, no, they're great people just to try some of the the quality of the flour coming out uh we haven't even thought about washing that flour that'd be interesting to try too but um for now i just like to try that flour i've been hearing a lot about it um, we'll link you up. We'll figure out. We have to go we'll dig, dig deep into the uh, into the done deal episodes because we, we don't even remember the guy's name. That's how on point we are. Greg. Greg. Oh, look at you <laughs> coming out of your ass, just making up names. Or <laughs> yeah, I figured so. Uh, but no, it was a. Uh, I believe it was definitely from a from a, a hash producer's point of view something really interesting to work with, just because you you get another completely different animal at that point you know you have something that's combo of fresh and dry almost in a weird way anyway something to think about no i i I really i thought he had he's got a winning product there the price point puts it out of reach of the you know the person who would be in the traditional markets or a smaller market that's right uh, it it was greg good job greg and tracy greg and tracy yes our buddies greg and tracy come on how did we forget that like our best friends. No. They are. No, they're cool. Good, good group. The thing is that they were doing. Way to it. go, Mark. No, they they were. Uh, Love it, you too, Elka. We all got impressed, and I even sat on my. Uh, I didn't. I didn't smoke it for a while, like months, and it's because it's sort of like in this perfect state where it's at. It doesn't go up or down. It doesn't change too much. You know what I mean? Where normally and you can grind it up like in a regular grinder or break it. Up. No, no, no. You don't need a grinder. You just put it in your fingers and just. It's just powders i'm I'm thinking too the terpene preservation might be something you guys would benefit that, from does, because, does it have to be does it have to be shipped cold does it or is it like you're gonna want the machine fresh where it yeah, yeah where you you're bringing in fresh and right into the yeah. machine there's no no but i mean once it's gone through the freeze dryer oh, no, can no, you no and totally store it normal whatever yeah yeah just oh, okay yeah you don't have to get it, it so that from a from a storage point of view and from a like hey wow you mean we don't need to put that much in there that starts to become interesting so right. something to look into it lends itself very well towards glass jars you know, it presents really well. You're not, it's not a, it, it's, it's a looker, you know? I mean, it really, it works. It stays, I real, was bright. A it stays real bright. Everything, you know, you don't lose. Yes. <laughs> Fluorescent bright. Mm-hmm. Everything right. looks like NL5, you know, that, like wow, it's glowing. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Dave, I'm going to get it with you offline to, to, to see about this. Sure, we'll do a conference call with Greg and Tracy, and we'll get the done deal. For there you go. Now we're talking. Ooh. Now we're talking. We're getting down and dirty. What do you mean? Here. I had the done deal worked out with Boris for uh, his CBD line ahead of time, and this is when I was going to put him on the spot and say, "I mean, come on, we love the CBD, but let's talk. Let's talk turkey. Let's talk the THC line. How do we get the your your dispensaries to get on board with the done deal because they'll probably go you know it's really difficult to offer the done deal just on one product and the response would be well then we want it across the board on everything uh, look, I'm, if i could do it guys i totally would we're 
California is almost there. Like, I mean, most of the big providers now, we are getting to some kind of digital engagement with our consumers where we can have them order online and pick up at the dispensary and implement a discount. Unfortunately, most of those platforms are still, they're not in, there's not a, a broad adoption across dispensaries for those platforms. So even if I can do it with like a group of dispensaries, maybe only 12 actually have the platform and maybe only three are running it well right so that they're actually getting engagement through there so right now it's just we don't have that that bucket open to us from a marketing side but i would love to do that once we do we're talking to we're, we're putting up some partners uh, like the, on the d2c side so like for delivery services here in california they're doing some pretty interesting things where we'll be able to target consumers and offer discount codes and things like that but for now it's more of an operational challenge here than it is like I'm, I'm, I wish we'll, I could. We'll take what we can get. We'll take what we can get. We'll take what we can get. We'll take the I wish I could discount. send all my hash across the country with dry eyes just like they do with Wagyu beef. But unfortunately right now I just can't. Come and say, do you, um, do you have a specific um, like uh, extraction bag that you use or do you guys have like kind of different – Different guys doing different things, or since you guys are making a lot of bubble hash, I'm assuming we're we're between bags right now. We've had to get some custom bags on the wash side, and and um, we've actually I don't know if we stopped using them or not. I think we might have we we were experimenting with not using them, but we're on we're in the brutalist machines with uh, from pure pressure to so the there larger unit. I was just about to say that's um, that's sort of the next step up, pretty much. Right yeah, so we're in those, and when we're Wait, you and use pure now, pressure bags. I, and, I use your pressure machine. The brute system. Well, no, no, the brute system. The brute system. The, the brute system. So we got the yeah. brutalist system, and now we're looking into the the larger system with the pumps and the filler and the filler units, so the stainless filler unit. Basically, just stainless steel creating <sighs> food grade stainless yeah. steel. What we do with trash cans. It's it's not that yeah. complicated. Your pressure guys um, are on next Friday. No, those guys are great, man. We love them, and um, we we have that system coming in and we've had to get custom bags so we actually have um some local people that have done custom bags for us otherwise we've used all the other bags under the moon i, I don't know which ones we're actually in right now i think we're in the ice extract bags but i'd have to check and do they have sides on them or are they you guys kind of moved up to the, like sided bags with uh with mesh going up the side or do you guys have flat bottom bags or oh no no they're mesh going up the side where yeah. we got the larger oh, ones for the larger trash cans and know. now we're going into the larger 42 liter i believe filling mm -hmm. tanks so we're gonna have to get either from we're looking at the ones from pure pressure we're also looking at some other ones i don't i don't want to you know we're still in that process but um we might have to get some custom bags as well here but we will pressure we, we will pressure pure pressure next week to make sure <laughs> Tell them to give me a discount, bro. Like, we will. We're gonna get. We're gonna. We're gonna be on it. We're gonna say, dude, there's. There, you're losing customers. We had got big customers, and we'll mention the name, and they'll be like, holy shit, you mean? The, oh yes, we. Maybe we. You know, Boris Yes. We're also looking at some of the some of those new um the faster cycle freeze dryers, right? The ones with the six to eight hour cycles, yeah, rather than the eighteen to twenty two hour cycles. So that's that's really exciting. You know, this whole game is just about let's kill the bottlenecks let's make the production throughput as efficient as possible well i mean um, i think i think you could you could because basically the the um cryo cure is a giant fucking freeze dryer right so i mean technically you could probably do your own little test on your own units and get because that's what he said he did too i mean they, they started that way they've they've made it more efficient it's apparently much you know works better than what what we're suggesting here but you can get it Maybe an idea for the flavor sort of turp profile that comes off of it, and also like the yeah the return, which would be the interesting part because if it can get, you know, if you're like able to 
get more returns closer to make it because dry sieving, like whenever you work with dry material, you get sometimes you get crazy yields where you're just like, holy shit, certain strains just keep raining, you know what I mean? And you're like, other strains, eh. But if you get like a 20 plus or, you know, then you're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, which is the only disheartening part of doing fresh frozen anything because you're like, oh my God, I just did so much of the same work. I did the exact same work times five. You know, you start calculating and then you can't, like, with, because with dry, I'll do second run, third run. Sometimes we'll even do fourth run, you know, because certain strains just keep, it may be different. It's more, you know, yeah, maybe not quite as uh, oily, but it'll still just keep dumping something. So you're like, you know, you, you, you just, we're actually, we, because we're keeping everything real cold and those, those brutalist systems are good just because they do. And especially when they're jacketed, keep everything real cold. Um, we're able to go through three or four runs. Like our top quality premium is usually the first and second wash, but we get third and fourth wash and that goes into our full spectrum. It's still, real good like oh, yeah. and and we're we're able to beat that be beat it up pretty good before the chlorophyll starts uh, seeping into the water yeah there's like a uh, interesting sweet spot on certain strains where even the first run isn't isn't as good you're like huh weird because the second run it got way better not just returns but sometimes even better quality because it seems like that's the right by the time everything kind of well, breaks let, off let me ask you a provocative question because you have sure. the experience um, there, we, we are still going through and, and using new water for each wash, right? And going, uh, oh, yeah. these guys are pushing us to recycle the water through their system. And I'm like, bro, I don't know about that. Um, I wouldn't do, do it. I mean, I wouldn't do that unless it was the last, maybe the last two runs you could do that with just cause you're kind of over it at that point. But no, I think, I mean, that's lots and lots of fresh water is the best technique normally, no matter what, like extra, like dump the water as quick as possible and then move on to the next. And I've tried, like I've been nervous about throwing shit away my whole time making water hash. Cause that the very first time you make it, you think herbs going down the drain that I do get. And that what point. I'll do is I'll put it. So I'll put a drain. I'll put a, I'll put the, I'll, I'll put a, you know, a high micron on that return on the very end of that and catch it at the very end and look at it. It'll be green and horrible. And you'll be like, okay, I'm really not losing anything that I'm worried, should be worried about. But there is something. There's always a little tiny bit, and maybe they're just thinking overly conservative at that point. But by recirculating, you're just you're definitely gonna add more of a funk to the flavor. I would imagine, you know, because we're gonna get to a point where the refining technology is gonna be able to just take everything and strip it all out, and you'll be using fresh, clean water afterwards. You well, know, that will be the goal. Well, you know, it's like if you use a recirculating system for growing compared to like a drained waste. You know, there's weird benefits to both. Like, obviously, from a conservative point of view, if you just want to, like, get the most out of everything, you're going to use a recirculating system, and you're going to see, like, okay, I have to top it up every, you know, three to five days or whatever, and you get used to it after a while, but you're using almost every little bit of that nutrient. But also, if you have any issues, they become compounded by that, you know what I mean? And then if you have drained to waste, you kind of, like, it's out. It goes in, it goes out, it's gone. There's no situation of you know, things going anaerobic or weird on you because the shit's getting like too concentrated. And I think with making hash, it's similar in the sense that you really want to, like it's better to lose a t 1% of your fucking yield and yeah. get a better product than it is to like, oh, I'm going to get every little last fucking drop out of this thing because then you kind of fuck it all up. So. No, you and I think the same way. My hash manager, Jill, she also thinks exactly the same way. We just uh, 
you know, we, we, the, the peer pressure guys definitely pushed us on that. They're like, you can reuse it for the third and fourth wash. And I was like, but do we need to, right? We have two RO tanks that are chilled and we have fresh water. Might as well use it. Sure. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's a blessing when you have good water, but if you have shitty water, um, do you guys, do you guys have good water to work with or do you have yeah. to using RO, you RO? Yeah, we have water? RO and we have, um, a chiller in line. Well, we have a chiller in the tank. We don't have a chiller in line. It comes in warm because we have a, also have a compressor in that room. Mm -hmm. We're getting a, a second RO tank that's going to have a chiller in line and inside the tank. So it'll be completely, you know, frozen water coming out. Nice. Yeah. This, I mean, it's, it's funny cause it was like pretty obvious from long ago that, was way easier to work with like uh, proper uh, cooking things that were designed to be mm. dialed in at the right and, and all stainless steel. And it, but it was just such a big jump for everybody. And it was like, you know, Frenchie started his machine, fucking 20, I don't know, what is that, like 20 grand or something like that? I was like, uh, don't, don't, don't make fun of it because I made the mistake of. <laughs> I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying it's expensive. <laughs> and then but but then we we realized that with the water weight of fresh frozen yeah. that shit doesn't yield for us at all like we need to have a massive unit and right. so it's sitting collecting dust for us anybody want to buy one we'll sell it to you <laughs> well there you go you gotta look done deal right there on the show i'll give you 20 percent off sticker next week we're having <laughs> next week we're having a hash we're having a hash heavy show next week so maybe mm -hmm. we'll put that on our little post like hey by the way because frenchie we may well, have him drop in even so hey frenchie what a Maybe you want to buy a machine of your own old old machine again back. Now and, there, and something uh, that... mad respect for Frenchie though. By the way, I love that guy. I, I think I have a picture of you, me, and Frenchie, Dave, at some point at NCIA. Probably, probably yeah. something that the chat gang would be really interested to know is that uh, any of the growers that you're working with that are producing the strains that you're saying, you know, this is worthy of making a Papa Select out of it. Do they have genetics programs? Do they sell seeds? You know. If, so uh, they all if we, we wanted to get them in touch with us, we'd have some of them on, you know. Uh, I would love to bring them on. I think Eric from Humble Kind would love to come on. I we have an all-female owned farm in Emerald Queen Farms that would love to come on. Tar Hill probably would too. Hmm. Uh, we have a few others in Mark's Trinity. not single anymore though, so you're gonna have to just wow. tell him Mark's yeah. off. He I, I, missed I, I out I don't a month think... ago. But. I don't think you're needed there, man. They, they, they're, they're <laughs> you're not needed. Self-sufficient. They're the self-sufficient yeah. farm. Self-sufficient up there, and they take care of got themselves. It. I think they're they're amazing, Dave's, man. Dave's already they're figured far. it out. He's got. He's wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would love to bring some of those guys on. They, they, and and gals. They definitely deserve to to be heard. In terms of the genetics programs, some are now getting into. Um, Oh man, what's it called? I, I just, it's escaping me. It's a scientist. It's, it's a tissue culturing. Sorry. So some are getting into tissue culturing right now. Uh, we've been doing uh, pheno hunts with a handful of farms on two sides. One, we want to find a CBD heavy strain that can yield in water hash. So far, no, no, not a lot of luck there. Uh, the best we got was two percent. Uh, it was pretty tasty. It was a strawberry godfather, um, but it was only two percent. Um, and then we also have another one. We're just constantly looking for pheno. Sorry, it's my son. We're constantly pheno hunting for new strains uh, with our farms and, and looking at the market and what's, what, what we want there. So um, gargoyle melonberry was one of those from this last season that we really, you know, jumped on from Tar Hill. I don't even, we don't even know the back cross. They won't even tell us, but it tastes like, I don't know, it just tastes like fruity heaven. It's delicious. Uh, <laughs> well, it's and, like, yeah, um, and it's also awesome when you get to, to, to extract from so many different uh strains and then you just it, oh, cool. it, things change so much that at the end of it like you'll you'll go through you have no idea sometimes some things that 
maybe don't even really like it, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god! And, and it's it's only maybe one screen, you know? What I mean, it might not be any mm -hmm. of the other ones. It's just that seventy three on that one, or even sometimes yeah. weirdly the forty five or. So I've even had ones where 25s are like fire and you're like, oh my God, why is that like so oily and fucking it's just. Yeah, that's one thing in our SOPs from the beginning, we have forced ourselves to always take every single bag. We take the 120, 104, 90, 70, and 45. On the first two washes, we separate every time. Mm -hmm. Just the, we just want to see the difference because sometimes you'll get magic out of you know the 70s or whatever sometimes you won't and then choosing what goes into our standard and premium is very important then so we're well, definitely still taking a chef's approach yeah the key i mean the key is by using more more bags is that it's 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 not necessarily that you're uh you know you're not going to hit every single one of them sometimes there are very few strains are like wow these are all good but usually it's like by one of them collecting out all the bullshit it's made the other two on each side of the other side of the of the screen better you know what i mean actually yep. sometimes that middle is just exactly what's all the nasties you know <laughs> it's like yeah, it's cool. 100 right yeah with our legacy strains with our legacy farms we have we don't always pull every back because we know at that point but with some with our test washes we pull every single one just to be sure and when we bring on new strains it's always Every single bag has to be pulled just so we, we understand that going forward. We also have some cool shit now. We got a, we got these new macro lenses that that can actually find the right aspect ratio for the trichomes and actually give you the micron size of each head. Hmm. So we're starting to classify awesome. that information, which is really nerdy and really cool. But we're starting to classify that for every single strain we wash from each farm. So that's a lot of is fun. Is that machine called the Dunometer? Yeah, so that it, so it basically can like you can target on, on the right one and be like, all right, that's what we're after. Exactly right. So we, if we can see it in the lab, then we can take that same thing out to the field mm -hmm. when before we're cutting, and we can see what the size of the trichomes on are before. Uh, but you before gotta, but but you have to mount that on a drone, obviously, because you don't want to walk in the field because that would be real work. So you get the drone. And then it gets oh, all the that. plans. I love watching <laughs> no, 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 that's bullshit. I always tell people if I'm ne ever not completely smiling when I walk into a field of cannabis, then I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong business, dude. One of my favorite things we take at least a day every week to go on farm visits and 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 supplier visits and see what's going on, see our ladies in the field. We have multiple hoop houses and multiple other farms right now around Humboldt County, and if we're not no, but that's part of what you do up here. That's part of what I love about outsourcing that that part of the business is I come from Iowa. I grew up in Iowa. I love farms and I love farmers. And I love being out in the field. Um, yeah, it's a lot of You've fun. seen lots of fields. But yeah, it's, way, it's a different thing when it's THC and then CBD though too. So Because I've the CBD, you definitely want to have drones because you're like, ah, I can't look at more stuff that looks good that I can't fucking even imagine smoking or doing anything with, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, Ugh. That I will agree with you. No, the boutique <laughs> ones up here, look, they, they can have like a quarter acre to a half acre at most, right? So yeah. those are a lot of fun and they're tucked in these beautiful, it's like the, looks like the Alps out here, dude. Like it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, I saw some awesome fields last year, Oregon, that were just like that real small, but awesome. And like the guys were complaining and I was walking around like, oh my God, these things are beautiful. And, you know, they had, like, one plant that fucking pollinated, like, a whole neighbor, mm -hmm. pollinated neighbors and everybody, you know. So, but overall, the, you know, it was definitely, like, so he kind of, he got fucked on the smokable flower. That's why he was pissed, which I can imagine, because that's the only yeah. market left. Yeah, but seeing, like, a thousand acres of, can even if I don't love the quality of it, but seeing a thousand acres of cannabis growing is... Yeah. a special feeling especially you know i was an activist before i got into the in into the industry and you know i knew people that you know people died in jail i mean we all know those people right that uh, of waiting for their right to use cannabis as a medicine just to be able to 
mm-hmm. walk on a field in Oregon, even though I hate how they're drying and how they're curing, and I'm going to throw a lot of hate at them later. Yeah. <laughs> seeing yeah. this field of just weed and knowing it's okay, yeah. oh, that's fucking amazing, isn't it? It is. It is. It was like the uh, same when I was on the same trip to Oregon. I took a, uh, I drove a rental car from the airport to this guy's farm, and on the way, I saw maybe like six or seven farms that were all definitely not going to get harvested in time, and they were all like abandoned or something. And I was like, oh my god, this is so crazy! Like abandoned fucking fields right off the highway, kind of rotting in the fucking mist. You know what I mean? They were just like. Okay, so let me ask a question: Where's all that hemp going in Oregon? I've heard a lot of theories about, you know, tobacco companies coming in. Is that all true? I don't, I'm not really up on it, guys. But wh- where's all? Where who's buying all the CBD? That, that's a big question in my mind. Where's all the CBD going? I mean, right, right now, we, I think everybody's thinking the same thing because there's not a lot move. There isn't a lot moving like it was. I mean, it was gangbusters a year ago, and there might have been. To, I mean, possibly tobacco companies stocking up and things like that. But that's a dumb idea. Anyway, it's like. You don't want to buy a bunch of Oregon so weed and sit on is, it. My for... understanding is that they would they would buy up the infrastructure. They're willing to lose five to seven million dollars a year for the next Who? ten to fifteen years. Tobacco? Uh, yeah, they, they don't own their own fields right now. They contract it to to poor farmers, make them pay seven grand to make seventy six hundred. Well, exactly right. But my understanding is that they've been buying up a lot of fields in Oregon. Um, at least Philip Morris has. Oh, oh my Damn God. you, Philip Morris. Well, no, I, I, this is, this is, this is the same rumor unicorn shit that's been going around. You, so they're going to change. They're in. You're a Wharton School of Business graduate. They're going to change their entire model, their entire model that they've made. He's, I think he's going to say billions. Uh, oh, look at him, frozen face. Uh, he froze up. Wow, perfect. Look, did you have a button, no, have no, a button to do that? That was no, awesome. It's almost perfect, right? Wow, I wish I could do that. I, I don't believe it. <laughs> is he frozen? I do have oh, a you're question. Back now. Who, who's buying all the CBD? That, that's my question. Where is I don't all think it's Philip Morris. And if it was, they're going to come right out and they're going to say, because they have to, they're a publicly traded company. They're they're going to say, you know, we, uh, we're, 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 we're in the business. And they're going to make an announcement. You know, come come good or bad, whatever happens to their oh, stock I, I position, mean, that's just the way one it's going to be. It is one of those things, though. I mean, I, I know people who told me that they designed Philip Morris's grows and it's already happening. And, you know, so it's like, you know, I, I take it all with a grain of salt. But at the same time, I, I'm 100% sure that they're financing other people to do research and taking, you know, there's, there's, but they don't want it. They don't personally want to put their word out that they're doing anything until they have it all dialed in, which they almost did with those smokeless tobacco, whatever that now is because the whole vape scare that that was going to take over. You, you, know, you saw that, right? Where it was like a, <laughs> it's the most unsatisfying thing ever. Like smokeless tobacco. Like what is the point of that? Like at least with the vape, you can kind of pretend you're doing something, right? So even though you're smoking some bullshit, Pina colada. What do you do with smokeless tobacco? Are they vaping tobacco leaves? They're doing something where they make a cart like it's same. It's the same as a vape, but instead of it burning with any kind of propylene glycol and making any kind of simulated smoke, it's like taking away that part. So it's the idea is it delivers you to nicotine without smoke, doesn't bother people around you, but it's still a vaping kind of device. You know, all I can say is people, you should quit smoking if you're smoking cigarettes. I finally quit, and I haven't had one in nine months, so I'm I'm definitely on top of. 
on top of a pedestal here or a soapbox or whatever. But Good for you, brother, it's awesome, man. You should not be smoking. <clears throat> anybody in the weed, anybody in the weed game who smokes cigarettes yeah. is kind of like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, like, come on, you got so you have enough weed around you to smoke weed. You have exactly. definitely quit smoking tobacco. You should at least. But yep. having said that, I lived in Europe and I watched everybody out there. You know, mixing tobacco into their weed and just like my shook my head the, the entire time. So I will say I, I I am guilty of doing that every once in a while oh. for old times. That's how I started smoking weed because I was in it was in the Middle East. I, it was hash and they had to mix it with tobacco. And so it's like yeah. if I have the opportunity of a few months, I'm on the river. We're, exi- we're, we're, we're relaxing. We'll, we'll, we'll smoke spliff. Well, ha- yeah, hash and tobacco is the sort of, you know, it's, it has its obvious place in history and time and space. So you know that you're at least uh, when it's like that. But when it says weed, I'm like, there's absolutely no reason. Like in Holland, they used to say, yes, but it does not burn unless it's a... Uh, you, know, I was like, you, you smoke pure. Why are you smoking? I was, like, I was burns, like, how are you out of your, are you out of your mind? Of course it burns. <laughs> you just try it a little more, you know? Yeah, I've never had that problem. Even in Jamaica with the wet weed that they give you on the stem, you can still find a way for it to burn. Right. Keep lighting. There's always – where there's a will, there's a way, obviously. Um, Dave, we have uh, Jeff calling in around, right around now, I believe. Is that Yeah, I just sent him a text to okay. find out where he was. I All figured right, so he'd let's, be on let's do the uh, Let's do the honorary uh, where do we contact you, man? Where do they find you? Besides in the field. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if you guys want to see pictures of our hash, uh, videos of our processing, learn about Papa Select. Uh, at Papa Select on Instagram is the best way to follow us. Um, if you're interested in our wellness line and relief, that's at Papa and Barkley. You can also go to PapaandBarkleyCBD.com. Uh, done deal. You get 20% off for the next month. Nice. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can go to PapaandBarkley.com and see our THC line of products as well. Everything there is kind of explained as the best way. Mm-hmm. If you want to get in contact with me, I am at B Sharansky. So if you can spell it, you can find me. That's what to you. Uh, but it's just my first initial and my last name. So I'm sure if you want to find Why me. Why don't you spell it? It's S H C H. Ooh, you see, that was where everybody would have fucked up. Nobody would have got this. Yeah, I know. C-H, come on. S H C H A R A N S K Y. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you can. I post a lot of pictures and, and videos from the field uh, in my stories on a, you know, every week or two. Awesome. Awesome. And, yes, we're, we've, got, we've got some killer packaging. You've been doing that. Which one did you try? I tried them both, obviously. The, uh, the Dosi... Dosi Rose. Oh, Dosi Rose? No. No, the Dosi Zos. It's a, it's, uh, the Skittles with the Dosi Dose. Gotcha. Uh, yep, tried and that one. The three of the- Three, four, or the five? Five. Okay, the five Five got us a, a placement at Emerald Cup a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's from Sunrise Mountain Farms outside of Willow Creek. They're grapes beautiful. And, is and, then the grapes and, and the grape yeah. and cream was the other one. Yes. That one's wicked terpy. That's oh, one my God. He dressed for the show. Holy shit. I'm dressed all the time, David. He has a suit on. Oh, it. my God. He's way overdressed. That's way overdressed for our show. Barkley, Jeff. I'm at work. What can I tell you? Look night. at that. We got you on a work day. You mean it's wait, it's Friday night. You don't what time are you working till on a Friday? Were you in court all day? Of course I was. I had oh, sentencing God. I had sentencing in a case this morning. I've had a hearing this afternoon. You know, you just these are things lawyers do. Oh yeah, one that. last question for Boris. Where does the name come from from, from Papa Mark? What what's, what's the behind the name? Oh, so it, as opposed to many fake brands, we have a very real story at at, at our origin. My partner 
and now chairman of our board, Adam Grossman. Um, he actually rehabilitated his father off of hospice. Um, he was on hospice because he, he had stenosis his whole life. He went, his back went out. They over-medicated him with the pain medication and put him on hospice. Uh, and Adam created the bomb out of desperation. He just bought some weed from an old buddy in Massachusetts, got some crock pots, threw some coconut oil together, and started putting it on his dad's back and uh, was able to get him out the first day. And as the story goes, a few months later, he was off of hospice. I had the pleasure of meeting more Grossman before he passed, but he passed a couple of years after that. Um, so I met Adam four months after he had this amazing experience with his father. He had become his caretaker and he was his caregiver until the day his father died. Uh, he was able to get his father off of um, hospice in this way. And he came to me with a group that wanted to invest in startup companies in cannabis. But he really said, no, we have this amazing product. I made this amazing bomb and I want to release it in the California market. So um, hmm, cool. that's what we did. Nice, nice. So, so it's not a wrapper. Papa so so it's basically not a wrapper. So we were like, what? Come on. Where's the wrapper story? No. There's not, it's not. No, no, no. Papa is Papa a Barkley? Barkley was his uh, was his dog. Oh, right of on. course it was the dog. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, man, it was great Thanks, talking. Boris. Great talking to you, Boris. Uh, we'll maybe we'll have you come in with the, with some of the uh, growers, like you said. Let, we'll do a little update. Pop. A, we'll do a Papa Barkley grower update show in the. Love future. to do that, man. I'm hiring Humboldt. I can get them all here, and we can all get on Zoom together. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect, man. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Should I just log off Thank now? You. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. All right peace. Have a good day. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing perfect. Thank you. Jeff's Thanks, like, Jim. Jeff's like, he's like, you guys are on the clock. Don't you know how this works? You don't just leave lawyers <laughs> hanging said, on the side. Right yeah, yeah, you can't have him on the side what's, over there. He's like, Jesus. I'm hey, making... what, what's, what, what's with wrapping up with that guy? Come on. Right. <laughs> no, we're fine. Welcome we're to the fine. show. So I shit you not, guys. I, the first time I spoke to Jeff was in 2010 when I was sure. helping an unnamed doctor do, um, set up evaluations during what we called back then the wild west i mean no one knew anything going on but out of the fog when we needed an opinion was this guy right here jeff guard and i'm gonna before i even let him talk i'm gonna tell a story i was sitting at a bar with evan listening to the person who pours our drinks, she told us a story. She's just like, she wound up getting arrested. She had been sitting in a car, something happened, you know, and she was about to plea to a DUI at, with no representation. Evan gets on the phone, says, hold on one second. When are you going to court? She goes, actually, tomorrow morning at 8.30. And so it's like six o'clock. He calls you up, tells you what happened, and your response is, What's her name? Okay, you got her name? I'll meet her in court. And that was it. And you went and saved her life. She was about to plead to something that she would have wound up probably on probation for 10 years. It would have cost her 20 grand a year in everything. So if anybody makes jokes about attorneys, you're not the one guy that they should be making a joke about. So uh, I. Well, thank you, I, David. I, I, I appreciate that. That, that's nice, nice look of at, you to look say. Look at Dave trying to butter him up to case. get some free advice in the future. I can see it already, you know, Dave. Dave's like, what'd you have to tell him? He didn't even see it, Adam. What do you even have I to bring it up for? Your, it went... I see through your work. I see through your work. Well, you know yeah. what? Dave, Dave's got enough credit built up with me. He knows he can call me anytime. Plus, Thank if you. that's no, one of his no, bagels, no. you know, that's more than worth it. Wow. So, did you like those? Those were good, huh? Wow, that's a good. That's good. definitely a trade. No, I mean that's the thing. Having a good lawyer in your in your uh, corner is a, one of the most important things for this industry because 
unfortunately, like I was saying earlier in the show, we're, we're like ride the line between criminality and, and legal. And it's like not many people do that. And it's weird because a lot of people have been in the shadows doing their thing for years. I think to try to get legal, then they get in trouble finally after all being totally cool. No, no one had to deal with it on the underground, but when they come to the legality side of it all, it's a nightmare. Uh, well, that's, that's exactly how I ended up getting into this, Adam, is that, uh, you know, when I started out back in 2008 and nine, there were only two other attorneys practicing in this space. Uh, you know, one, you know, Rob Corey, of course, uh, and uh, then and then there was Warren Edson. And at this point, uh, I didn't intend to get into cannabis law, but what, what kept happening was that people I would know would go to go to other attorneys, and then next thing you know, they they end up having a case, or uh, the advice that they were given uh, resulted in some sort of a serious problem, or they'd been promised something that they didn't deliver on. And I said, well, you know, I think it's time to to take a look at this and and start getting into this and trying to help out where I can. Now, when that started out, you know, the the the, the money to be made as a lawyer was telling everybody what they wanted to hear telling them, oh, you know, go big or go home, or it's all a gray area or whatever. And, uh, you know, when I started out, I mean, I started telling people to follow the law. And, and, and many of the people that were involved in the legalization movement thought I was a, a sellout and, and uh, you know, uh, that, you know, figured I was nothing more than a cop in a suit. Uh, but after every, a lot of people got into trouble, a lot of people followed some bad legal advice. Uh, you know, all of a sudden I started becoming everybody's, uh, you know, second lawyer and started doing it that way. And again, like David said, you know, there's a lot, you know, the stories about people getting into trouble, especially early on, uh, were, were, were huge. I had a guy, um, I can say his name now, he's no longer with us, Nicholas Polishek, who was a very serious, uh, had a very serious medical condition and he had bought some hash uh, from a, from a dispensary in the early days and cop finds it, you know, pulls him over for, for traffic beef and, and uh, you know, he finds the hash in there and, you know, they're threatening to charge the guy, you know, with, with all kinds of felonies and this and that and the other thing. And they'd never heard of medical marijuana. They'd never heard, they, they didn't believe that medical marijuana could be hash, uh, et cetera. And so, you know, I ended up, you know, helping, helping out guys like this and sort of, one case at a time ended up, you know, kind of where I'm at now. But again, you know, it, it, it wasn't very popular to tell people, you know, hey, you couldn't uh, just do whatever the hell you wanted and then say Amendment 20, Amendment 20, you know. Right. Uh, well, I mean, you also had, you know, like, your, the two lawyers that you mentioned, like, we're, we're all familiar with in Colorado for sure. And they're kind of like the that – that is like having – an angel on one uh, shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder. If you try to talk to two of them, because Warren would always be the guy trying to trying to tell you that to walk the line. Because I've dealt with Warren, and but he he also doesn't push hard. And then you got Rob Corey, who will like tell you that everything's great, and then go out and smash a truck up with a golf club or do something crazy, and be like, "See, I'm not as crazy as him." So that's your best defense is pretty much go with Rob and show it him and say, "I'm not nearly as crazy as that guy," because that guy is out of his mind pretty much, you know, we, <laughs> I can say that from experience well, of dealing and, and with we, them. We needed, you know, back then we needed to create laws to, you know, we couldn't just say gray area or try to use primary caregiver uh, defenses to try to defend a distribution mm -hmm. uh, model. And again, you know, trying to create the regulations out of whole cloth was something that I knew needed to be done in order to protect the industry, to protect the patients and to really advance it to where it is now. But again, mm -hmm. you know, trying to layer over 
laws and regulations is what you know everybody sort of kicked against the stall on. Uh, but now it's 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 normal. It's it, it's it's what what people are doing. And again, now David can go into fourteen or anytime he wants, get whatever he wants named after himself. Oh, I, I, I know. Uh, I heard about this. I heard about this rivalry going on. This is uh, who gets yeah, a little, I, I, I've been a little pissed about it for actually a while. The, you know, the guard dog strain has not come out the way that I thought it would. Wow. <laughs> The, the DT, DTJ has come out. You DJC. Know. I think it was DJC. a dead Jamaican cross. I think Jeff needs to talk to AJ <laughs> or to JJ and get the uh, get some some dog strain going. And, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on now. Um, it, 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 too hard it, to it must not be very good. Dog. That's what all I can figure is that Evan didn't like it. So Ooh, oh, what a riff! <laughs> Damn, wow. burned. Damn, burned. <laughs> burned. Mark, Mark, mute. That's okay. Evan, Evan, Evan knows. Evan knows. He he would. He knows it would never sell. <laughs> yes, it would. It would be fine. <laughs> so, um, I, obviously, with cannabis, you represent a lot of cannabis people. What about the hemp uh, uh, spectrum? Because hemp is hemp has been something that I've been working on uh, for about the same amount of time, and you know, at this point, I've been very encouraged. Uh, you know that that hemp has enjoyed uh, its separate legal status. I mean, very much like cannabis uh people got the 2014 farm bill which was really designed to be a research bill mm -hmm. uh the, the language there was really about r d uh for institutes of higher education but once they realized that there was going to be it didn't, uh, didn't last that didn't last really. yeah that was like ridiculous like i was like who's yeah. following that like oh you have to get yeah, no nobody did and everybody but now now that the 2018 farm bill redefines what is cannabis from the Controlled Substances Act? You know, I've been doing a lot more work in that space and working on those laws uh, to try to get, uh, to try to make sense of it. Because again, uh, it's one thing to have a gigantic bill like the Farm Bill and and to uh, try to anchor it. But again, when you've got a field of, of of what looks to be marijuana, or if you've got a truckload of what looks to be marijuana, and you're saying, oh, well, you know, it's all hemp, you know, it's 0.3, you know, again. There's been a lot of a lot of a lot of shipment seized. There's been a lot of problems with getting product to market because it gets you know all the drug sniffing dogs that are running over all the packages and all the mm -hmm. all the major carriers are still hitting on the hemp product and uh, you know so I've had to defend a lot of guys. I had a guy that was uh, you know making dog treats uh, and of course not the the, the the UPS dogs hit on the treats but they hit on the cannabis in the treats. Yeah, I mean uh, that's a tough one. That's like a that's a that's a funny, easy. It's a pretty easy defense. You're like the dogs hit on dog treats. I think, come on, now. You're like, right? <laughs> but they held up the shipment. They, they held up the shipment, and again, I had to work with the postmaster general in Colorado to say, look, you're federal. It's federal. It's legal federal. You need to release the packages. And again, but again, this is happening kind of on a case by case basis all over. So, yeah, I mean. So, that what was that one case that was like kind of the first big shipment that got stopped in was I think it, it was Idaho Idaho mm -hmm. right yeah that was a uh, mm -hmm. I mean it took forever but we all and they were I'm sure they were sweating their balls off the whole time oh, yeah. but but I mean, in the you, you, are talking about prison level everything right there you know but I mean that kind that one case probably helped set precedent to make people a little bit less quick to fucking put people in jail right out of the gate or Assume. Well, I think it, I think it gives you a pause, and you know, and and certainly, I think the 
the, the you know the powers that be, and this is this has been true of cannabis. This is true of hemp. The people who don't want this stuff to be legalized will use and flex whatever muscle they have. Okay, the state trooper, uh, you know, the the state attorney general, or or whoever it may be, uh, the postmaster, whoever they're they're, they're going to push back. And I, and again, what I don't like about the farm bill, what I never liked about it, is it, it is is still this paternalistic attitude where where you can call it a, a commodity crop like anything else. You can say it is not within the CSA, and yet you can have states opting out of whether you can do it. States can put tighter restrictions on it mm-hmm. as though as though that's what they're doing for fucking soybeans or something. You know, it's just <laughs> irritating right. uh, that that's still the, the, the case. And again, until, you know, I, I would look at hemp right now. We're, we're like in hemp where we were when we first had the first medical marijuana regulations on the books. And we had that first Wild West that David was describing a few minutes ago. And, and right now, you know, we don't know who's legal and who's not legal. So we're still... Well, all my clients are still like papering everything, showing that it came from a, a valid source of a registered uh, hemp farm, that they have uh, the, 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 the valid testing from, you know, now we're doing it through through metric and doing it through the, the marijuana enforcement division uh, licensed testing facilities. But again, you know, when a cop comes to the door and he sees a vat of oil that, that seems like cannabis, he just assumes cannabis, you know, uh, yeah. and they, they you have to you still have to prove your innocence, you know, that, that that's that's a problem. And again, uh, they don't, they, 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 they're kind of done fucking with a guy moving, moving pounds from Pueblo to a Denver dispensary. But now they get to fuck with the hemp guys because they don't have that same level of, of paperwork and proof at the, at the point of contact with law enforcement. Just a pain in the ass. So speaking of, so what, let's talk about home grows. Cause that's one of the things I think goes that Colorado dropped the ball on a long time Very ago much. when it came to, uh, you know, they had the, because you know, we always know there's going to be a traditional market, right? Where there's always going to be people, but I mean, Colorado kind of made it sound super glamorous here and everyone moved here, set up shop. And, uh, but then it, they, they really fucked with regular patients, which is really what pissed me off because when it comes to plant count, which is one of the things that as a breeder, I need a shitload of plants, right? Can't, there's no, but there's never that argument because there's never been a license in that zone it's always been either a caregiver which isn't the same thing because then you have to make product you're, if you're really if you're a real caregiver you're, you're growing for somebody but as a breeder yeah. as a breeder exactly. you're just sitting on a lot of genetics and um other states had rules where you didn't have any kind of issues on the vegging plants as long as they were under a foot and that's a great that's fine you know but colorado's been just harsh man <sighs> They, they never did that. And in fact, that, that sort of under eight inch, uh, isn't, uh, isn't really, uh, anything. Or it's four. Uh, isn't, it four it's isn't it four inches and four by four? It's, it's, it's eight, it's eight inches and under is when you get your metric tag yeah, when it gets eight inches over, but that doesn't, that, that law for the dispensaries or the grows. Yeah, does that doesn't not apply. Yeah. It doesn't apply. Grows. Exactly. And there right. is no so, tags. so again, if you're, if you're really creating your own, your own product, okay. Whether it be edibles or you're trying to create different strains to do different things, you always, have a, a flat of clones you have some stuff that you're, you're you're testing out you have some stuff in veg you have some stuff in flour yeah. um and and again the, the the problem never was always the problem was that six plants never made two ounces right you never uh that's not <laughs> how it worked it's uh, both unless you like the, the world's worst grower i mean yeah. but so Dave, never, Dave's right here and mti we have two of them in, in the house right now so right here there you go boom, boom. right 
And so by, by, by doing it that way, uh, it, what it, what it really did was shift everything over to the industry model, to the tax and regulate model. Hmm. They really eliminated uh, the idea of the home grower. And, and this was a combination of things. I mean, there were a lot of people that were following, uh, you know, Rob Corey's advice that you didn't have to play. You could form these collectives. You didn't have to be, you didn't have to play by the rules. And so people were blowing up these home grows into massive, massive grows. And with hash labs and blowing them up with hash labs at the same time. And and blowing themselves up (laughs) combined with, combined with the state really trying to push us into the revenue model. And there was never really any thought given to people who wanted to be legally compliant, but didn't necessarily want to have to go to the dispensary or participate in, in, in the larger, larger model. And so, again, I think that's still a problem to be solved and it's only gotten worse you know, the 12 plant per, uh, per, per residential household, regardless of how many people live there, regardless of expanded plant counts. There's just a lot of, a lot of problems that need to be fixed. And again, now the industry where it's gaining power and gaining prestige and, 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 providing revenue they are trying to keep you know i mean that now they're sort of on the side of 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 trying to keep that down uh and not not permit that because that cuts into sales exactly that's it's really nobody really nobody at this point advocating for the individual medical patient or the recreational user who wants to uh create their own uh create their own product in the privacy of their own home and again yeah uh, that's bullshit every neighbor is peering through the curtains and trying to you know figure out what you're doing so I have a lot of clients that are using hemp, honestly, as a shield for, uh, you know, what their other, what a more of a mixed grow. So they have, have all their hemp stuff the way they're supposed to, and they can grow it outdoor. They don't have to keep it in an enclosed locked facility like you do when you're cultivating your own personal cannabis. <clears throat> and they, and the, they're knock, knock, knock on the door. Oh, this is hemp. Here's the testing stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's the registration, sir. And then behind that hemp crop is, of course, uh, they're, they're high potency THC. That plants. never happens. Come on. Well, no, yeah, it's, but you know, but with the problem, the advice I, of counsel, I, Jeff, I no, don't know if you should be saying that out loud right now. No, no, All I'm saying is that people, pe- people, people have come up with ways around. Tell me about uh, you. Tell me about the, tell, so the 12 plant count thing, because this is where it gets all kind of like muddy because obviously many people had extended plant counts, you know, from, and, and have, 10 years of paperwork to prove it and showing, you know, year after year the same. And they run that way until one day. And you can even have like one cop will come and say, oh, it's cool. You, oh, you have a hundred plant count. Cool. You have less. Okay. They're happy. Next guy, no way. 12 per, per household. Now is that 12 per household? Is that a statewide thing or is that a yes. county? county? It, is a, it is a state statewide thing. Mm-hmm. And only exception goes up to 24 where the specific jurisdiction permits the, the thing. So unlike a lot of people think like, hey, well, Nederland has legalized cannabis, so we can sort of grow whatever we want up here. It is 12 plants per household residential, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what, no matter where. And so what they're, what they're doing there is instead of using criminal laws, which were kind of hit and miss for law enforcement, I mean, juries oh, I thought pot was legal, or here I see this guy's got the medical marijuana paperwork. We're acquitting people uh, at trial, including many of my clients. Uh, what they're using is a zoning ordinance. They're basically using zoning powers. Uh, they, they, and, and you don't need a Fourth Amendment. Uh, you don't need a warrant to go into somebody's house to go check a zoning violation, like hmm. how tall is your deck, uh, how high is your fence, how many plants, marijuana plants do you have? Gilpin County was particularly weird about it 
where they uh, essentially, oh, we're perfectly fine with you growing, but you're going to need a, a permit so that you make sure not you're not overloading the electrical. And then they, what they do is they send in a, 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 a zoning person, a building department person, but he's there with a cop who's on standby just because for his safety. And then the cop is given carte, carte blanche yeah, right. to... But the Fourth Amendment doesn't apply. The Fifth Amendment doesn't apply. And if they, doesn't see, apply. And if they see anything, any, yeah, if they see anything, they can just instantly have a, a reason. Yeah, because it seems like Colorado. Uh, well, I mean, I, I know it's. I, I know a lot of it is like caved because um, everybody's got uh, lobbyists that are pushing to get rid of anybody, any competition that, that might be out there, which is definitely uh, not the case when it comes to tourists coming into town they're not there's nobody selling weed on the corner to them you know what i mean we're colorado is actually really tame and 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 shouldn't even be an issue because i've never seen a state fall into line faster than here because like you know you go to cali and it's like fucking real wild west always has been always will be too many people everyone thinks they're you know now of course they've cracked down pretty hard and they've definitely shut down a lot of the things but i think as they shut down one there's five more you know of course risk. here i was like wow people i mean they they do a couple big sweeps and occasionally there was people that were trying to play the half and half game but you really can't because colorado is just such a you know low population and we don't have the the density to not get yeah the real focus the real focus for law enforcement is pot going out of state of because when you got new mexico kansas uh south dakota Know, all kind of close by and and making weed still completely illegal there uh you know that's where the market is and that's that's where the enforcement is i think i think the unfortunate the unfortunate thing about all of the legalization movement including in colorado is that the criminal laws regarding marijuana didn't go anywhere it just exempted the cannabis activities of businesses who are contributing revenue but it didn't it didn't like you know, again, it's still uh, illegal for me to uh, have some of my bud at, at, at my house and then sell a, a joint to David. That's still a felony on the books. Uh, and it's just a question of enforceability. So, you know, what I would have liked to see is more just taking taking marijuana out of the criminal code altogether mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, really seeing uh, it, it, letting letting the industry itself do its work because the reason that there's no black market here is because the 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 white market the regulated market is so successful and so good. There's nothing that Dave Charnick could grow in his basement that that couldn't grow better. And 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 his uh, for the record, I don't have a basement and I kill things. I don't grow things. You're, you're, you're talking completely out. Uh, uh, fantasy you're, fantasy you're world. Right to the now. other guy over there. Fantasy world. <laughs> You know, but you, you, you know what I mean? That what the industry is doing in terms of, of making uh, great high, high end cannabis available at an affordable price just can't be, you can't compete with that uh, even at, on the black market. And that, that itself would have taken care of it. You don't need to layer this paternalistic law enforcement mentality over the entire set of laws uh, when in fact uh, everybody sort of understands where cannabis sits uh, you know, in the hierarchy of drugs, uh, you know, somewhere below uh, alcohol and, and and slightly maybe above tobacco, if, if you can even say that. So, you know, it, not, it's, from a, not from a health point of view, that's for sure. You know, from, from it, 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 you know, just having these parallel yeah. laws where the criminal laws are still just there, uh, you know, really just pressing people from exercising 64 and, and, and 20 rights 
you know, on the books and forcing everybody into the, into the, into the, into the industry. But, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of pluses, a lot of minuses. It's still very much early days. So, uh, you know, but I don't think anybody's going to come back and be rooting and advocating for uh, people being able to cultivate their own cannabis in a little more free way, as you said, as a, as a breeder hmm. or as somebody who uh, is trying to keep a constant supply of their own medicine or their own recreational marijuana. It's just simply the six plant, you know, yeah. two ounce, one ounce model just doesn't sense at all it makes a it makes no sense from a growing point of view because you can't grow that low amount of weed in the first place and from a from a like well, being, being able to medicinal especially when you got people who like want to get the most out of it i mean if you're juicing you, you don't even need to flower the plants you don't need to go for like the first week of flower you harvest them you grow 100 at a time and the last few a month you know what i mean so you, you go along that model there's there's a plenty right. of, and there's a lot of other ways that you can use it uh and of course, you don't need to grow huge plants. You need to grow lots of small plants because that makes it go quicker. There's no time. Con- you know, it's like it's weird because once people kind of get into the wrong, like telling people how to grow or how to how to uh, supply themselves when no have no knowledge and just throw n- random numbers out, like yeah, we're gonna grow six plants and have two ounces. It's like who got paid to do that <laughs> research because that was right. like amazingly stupid making no right. sense it's like the 38th parallel it was some arbitrary number that was established it's like the point yeah. three percent they just it was the old it was the ass. old oregon personal possession laws and it was the old uh the one they had in alaska but you know this is true uh adam of the of the laws in general is that the med i i mean for all the things that they're trying to do it is still a law enforcement uh, gotcha kind of mentality about that. I mean, they're really not looking to what makes sense for uh, the success and thriving of the industry. It is truly uh, this cumbersome layer of laws of distrust and paternalism that says, you know, if we, you know, there's, there's no liquor store, you know, my brother goes and he works at Budweiser, you know, nobody's sitting there under, under camera, you know, uh, you know, doing everything <laughs> that back to the state and, you know, all, all this other shit, they're just fucking making beer and they're fucking selling beer through trucks and nobody's like counting it and fucking doing inventory control, you know, they're doing this strictly a business. And, and again, the, 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 everything, and this, this is true because when in 2010, you know, we had developed a set of best practices that we presented to then Senator Chris Romer to create the laws that we see now. These things were all best practices from dispensary owners that had popped up and from uh, accountants and from other folks that were in the industry, medical patients. And then what happens is then the, the next seat at the table is the district attorney's office, the sheriff's, uh, the, you know, the, the association of sheriffs, uh, the, the state attorney general, and they're all they, they came in with their, their whole, well, we can't trust them. We need to watch them. Uh, you know, at, at one point they were trying to watch everything on camera in real time. They had this, this whole like NASA, like room down at the MED where they had all the cameras on everything, which is great when they had about 15 licenses. Now that they got 1200 licensed grows, you know, 800 licensed dispensaries, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, have, that that room just got scrapped you know it's just a bunch of empty empty monitors now but that you know they've always had that attitude that 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 we're criminals first and businesses second and i think that that's really the problem across all of uh, all of the ways that people are approaching this and of course every state has followed colorado's model since then in terms of developing their own laws 
they they have tweaks here and there about about how to measure you know how many plants you're supposed to grow somewhere like lighted canopy versus plant count but basically the whole laws that they that they created are, are, are pulled really from what Colorado did. And again, that local control piece, the ability of, of, of places to opt out and opt in and be stricter like Boulder is and like Denver is over things, uh, you know, being on moratoriums and things like that. The whole thing is just this stilted, uh, distrustful uh, patchwork of law. And, and that's what makes it so difficult, I think, for people to be compliant. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said before, though, I think Colorado was was pretty damn compliant compared to other places that i've seen like yeah. oklahoma's gone gangbusters you know they're kind of like they're the pretty loosey loosey goosey at the moment but i mean that'll tighten up as you'll you know as cases develop mm. and so you're you're um you're only able to work here in colorado i assume or do you, do you have other uh yeah you know yes uh and and that's by choice i mean i i could have and could still expand into every state i've been practicing over 25 years so becoming licensed in other states when you have that much experience isn't that difficult most of them uh will have reciprocity mm-hmm. uh, the reason that i haven't done that and 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 some of my some of my colleagues have done that i mean that's that's what they do they want to be everything to everybody in every state uh but i think the quality of the work would would really suffer i don't think uh you know, I've always kept this this firm very boutique and small, mm-hmm. uh, trying to work for select clients, doing sort of the best job I can. I touch every case myself. I don't think I could do that if I was just a manager of managers of lawyers and teams of lawyers all over the country. And so what I've done instead is uh, really focused a lot of, of my free time uh, to the extent there is on on teaching other lawyers on a national basis about cannabis law. So I've I've taught maybe uh, 60 or 70 uh, legal seminars. I, I teach one about every month and have for about 12, 10 years. Uh, so trying to trying to teach other lawyers how to do it and uh, do it correctly mm-hmm. uh, is is a way that I can try. I, I can't be there in, in their state to make sure they do it, but if they get the message from somebody who is a do it right uh, or not at all kind of a kind of a mentality. Uh, that that's the way that I've been focusing on it. But yeah, I, I don't practice in any other states, and 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 that's been deliberate. I don't right. think the well, well, yeah. If you have to hard. like, if you have to like catch up on every, because I mean things are changing in every state so rapidly that too, it's just like a headache. Uh, and you, like you said, you, you, then your quality all of a sudden you're you think you got it dialed in, and and you find out you're wrong because you're just not up to date on that state as they changed it a week earlier. Who knows, you know? Um, so I guess we should wrap up because we got to do shout well, outs. a couple and... of questions. Oh, you got some questions? That, that... Okay, let's do it. Oh, there were some okay. questions on the chat room that people okay. had. I'm hoping chat you can answer. So I, got one, I, fig- I figure I could have answered, but you're here. So I am if here. somebody says something in a chat room, like what we have right now on YouTube simulcasting, um, can that be used against them in a court of law? Yes. Uh, and that is because what they're doing is putting it, when you don't, you don't do, take steps to pre- protect your information privately is when you lose your privacy, okay? Uh, so if you're putting uh, your business in the street, then you can't really complain that somebody picks that business up and, you know, and and, and prosecutes you for it. If, you, if you're going to put on Facebook, you know, I got two ounces for sale for anybody who wants to call me. Don't, 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 you oh, know, and that's my whole business. Are, you just got, you just knocked you, my whole you know, business cra- model cra- out. Cra- so, yeah, Mark, but you Mark do it. get on the Facebook page and pull that down right now. Pull all but, the sales but, down. But, Uh-oh. But, but the second part of that is, David, is that 
you do have a First Amendment right to say whatever you want, and saying whatever you want is not a crime, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you cannot be prosecuted for your thoughts and your ideas, even though I know it's coming. It's, kind it's of, coming. It's coming soon. It looks like you can, uh, but again, if you if, if what you're saying, uh, you know, is you know, fuck the government or fuck the police or whatever, you have an absolute fucking right to say that. Uh, but if if what you're saying in the chat rooms is criminal in nature, meaning you're trying to transact weed over a chat room in a in a YouTube, uh, you know, broadcast, then again, yes, that can be used against you. But your your words in general, if they're not criminal in nature here i'm committing a crime i'm going to commit a crime that that nothing can be used you have the, a, the, the chat just shut down dude everyone just left yeah, really everyone, everyone sorry, just sorry, left sorry guys we, we had we had a hundred plus and now I'm we're so... down to zero <clears throat> i think so talking to lawyers also, like that cool. what can you tell our audience about the uh laws regarding growing personally outdoors or in a hoop house or is there a line of sight yes um, uh there is not uh, the, the the laws under the recreational and the medical laws required to be in a closed locked locked facility mm -hmm. now it's locked does not mean indoors but it is based on an indoor model so i have defended successfully several cases where people were growing in their backyards and the locked part was a locked gate okay the enclosed part was a small hoop house uh, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, you, it, it's this idea of, of creating privacy. But again, I have defended successfully somebody just going in their backyard. And, and again, uh, with the, the only, the only locked and enclosed being the outdoor fence with a lock on it. But again, the idea is that you, you gotta be a little bit familiar with, with how, uh, amendment, uh, amendment 64 really, really was designed about that. And then read the laws about personal cultivation that were passed in, uh, the last couple of years, the 12 plant thing I talked about, and then within that, that within that, you can you can craft a, a defensible model, but don't but don't just put a bunch of seeds in your backyard and and wonder what the fuck happened, uh, because again, as I told you, the criminal laws remain parallel and are still on the book. So you know what you want to do is make sure that what you're doing can be a defensible argument before you really get started on something that could be felonious. And, and last, I don't know if you can be brief on this one, but uh, I guess we got to ask it though. The new DEA hemp, I sent you that yeah. today. I saw what, that. What are you uh, thinking about the that? DEA, it, it, just so what Dave is telling me, D, the DEA has now stuck their orient again on hemp. And what they're talking about is essentially a stage in the hemp processing where hemp is, is O3 hemp is, is, is concentrated. Is, is, yeah. and created and, and it, at a point in the process has a higher THC content than 0.3 before it is diluted out or in the machine distilled out to come back out 0.3 to the DEA. And I always said this was going to be a problem because there's a point in the process where you lose the character of hemp by it being, because hemp isn't hemp, hemp is 0.3. Uh, and that's the definition. But I think I think the DEA is going to get its ass kicked like it did in the Ninth Circuit originally uh, when when they got sued. Uh, you know, when you start off with the premise that this is exempted from the CSA and the uh, the definition of hemp includes extract. Okay, I think those are going to be strong definitions. But again, the 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 point in the process where hemp is concentrated above 0.3 will be the will be the flashpoint. But don't forget. The DEA and all law enforcement is defunded by Congress from prosecuting these kinds of cases. The real teeth in the Farm Bill is not the Farm Bill, but in the Rohrbacher Amendment that also defunds prosecution 
for people involved in hemp. But if that has to be renewed every 24 months, though, right? Yes. And it will be. And it has been throughout the entire Trump administration. Okay, it has been uh, throughout the entire second Obama term where both houses were, 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 were Republican controlled. So, again, if somebody gets into trouble with hemp, they should call me or another quality lawyer. But this is this is a case ripe for challenge. Uh, The DEA has their heads up their asses. Uh, and they're going to find that uh, that they have they, they first of all they don't have any money that they can throw at this thing, and uh, it's saber rattling. It's it, well, all let's, designed to create a, a wet blanket on the on the progress being made here. On on that point, Jeff, how do people get in touch with you? Should uh, Guard Law opinion? Firm, uh, G A R D Law Firm dot com, uh, Jeff at Guard Law Firm dot com, uh, Colorado dot com. I have a Facebook page, you know, Colorado Marijuana Lawyers. Uh, you know, I'm easy to get a hold with. Or you What's know, your phone number or your office line? Yeah, personal, personal phone number. 303-499-3040. And uh, if you if you can't find me, Dave Charnick, he, he has my cell phone. So <laughs> I won't give that four out. Guy, four guys in the fucking world have my cell phone. But that's I won't it. give that out. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I hey, really thanks appreciate you. Thank you so out. much, Jeff. Definitely. Anytime. Hopefully I won't have to call you in the near future. But I hope not. But if you do, <laughs> let's just go out for a beer or something. It sounds right. good. All right, man. Peace. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, wait. We should have oh. asked him for the done deal for anybody oh, who yeah, needs Oh, yeah, done deal. A, anybody who wants uh, any free any, – They're uh, going to call up and say, I heard about it on the Adam Dunn show. I need the done deal off of legal services. Oh, that's, that's right. That's first right. Hour, uh, tw- first hour is free. It's just tw- tw- first hour, twice the price. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Sweet. That sounds like a Dave deal. It sounds more like a Dave deal. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Peace, man. Thank you. And there he is. Dun, 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 dun. We didn't do shout-outs, but we didn't do shout-outs at serious. the end. Let's just do them at the end. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. We got them here. People are gagging. They're like, where is he? It's great because every guest, people have been questioning whether it's you or not. And it was like, the last one definitely didn't seem like it was <laughs> you. So here he is, guys, live in the house, Peter from Massive Seeds. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Adam. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, like I said earlier when we first talked. Uh, thanks for coming in last minute like that. Thanks to James Bean, man on the scene, for once again yeah, making it happen. And all I had to do is ask him. I said, "Who do you want to showcase? Who's doing big shit?" And he said, "Oh, big shit! I know who's big. Got big shit." <laughs> and so it all made sense uh, to bring on Mass. Of course, uh, I think at least some of our listeners are probably confused. Because they know Shiloh Massive, and they're all like, "Wait a minute, there's only one Massive in my mind." But yeah, uh, so you know Shiloh, I'm sure. I'm, you're up in the zone there. I'm sure you guys have cross cross paths. I've heard of Shiloh, yes. Oh, you haven't met yep. him yet? Oh, you should definitely meet no, him. No, I never met him. You guys would be. Yeah. I can already tell you guys are get along great. But yeah, uh, I'm bit because this industry is so funny. People get so locked in on things like that. They'd be like, "What?" Mm-hmm. You get a lot of that. You get a lot of confusion where people have thought you were him or. A little bit, not too much though. It's it's not a big deal. No, you've been you know? uh, paving. You've been on your own path. Um, <laughs> I looked on your page and I noticed it was definitely like aptly named massive because it seemed like you were growing some big plants and a lot of people growing, which is, you know, like in Colorado we don't really have the same conditions. It's too dry here. You don't. It's really hard to grow. 10 pound plants 20 pound plants but sure i've seen you growing some pretty massive things uh so where are you based at about you know what area what, where are you so at? the farm is in uh the rogue valley in southern oregon yeah which is yeah so think, upper rogue appalachian um rogue terroir down there uh 
Yeah, massive seeds. Um, you know, we the the name came uh, years ago. We were growing. Uh, you know, we've been growing as large of plants as possible. Um, you know, with the plant count limits um, in medical, and so you know, breeding strains that actually genetically can get huge was our main goal um, starting, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and uh, so Massive became the name and that was our, our primary goal to begin with. We've, mm -hmm. we've moved on to a lot of other breeding goals lately, but um, yeah, so Massive Seeds. Um, and then uh, we also have a farm called Raganja um, where we produce a lot of the seeds at. And uh, um, wow, yeah, and I just also, uh, you know, want to give a big shout out to my dad and my brother, um, my dad's a big part of, of uh, you know, Massive Seeds and Roganja. He he pioneered our land um, down in Southern Oregon um, in the 70s. And, you know, he bought 40 acres and pioneered it and, and uh, you know, started growing ganja back then. And that was well, the can dream. I, can I, just from, so, just, so when you're, I got to ask, wait, what about this photo right here that everyone, that that's up on the YouTube right now of the, the look like the biggest plant I've ever seen in my life. Or just the biggest plant. Oh, no, no. Which one are you thinking? You're thinking of the plant? It was right before the one that just appeared. He oh, was standing the, was on the, the moonlight. On the ladder? On the ladder? Starlight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Holy so moly. Yeah, so that, that, uh, that's a pineapple pomegranate plant. That's, uh, you know, one, a plant we're pushing to grow as large as possible. Um, you know, we gave it about a 15 by 15 foot um you know area for its roots to grow and and uh you know gave it as much love as possible um 100 organically grown as well that's how we do it that's how we produce our seeds as well um yeah so pineapple pomegranate um it has a lot of sativa influence in it so it can really stretch mm -hmm. um and just grow 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 up towards the sky um and has that you know long internodal spacing on it um so those do really good in southern oregon for us yeah. as well well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Southern Oregon just has that magic thing about being able to grow big plants just because of the conditions. And it's like, you know, it, it's uh, it's awesome to see because cannabis is one of those things where to, a lot of people, most people limit the expression of the plant because of the size of the container. And now people are finally getting beds and people are growing more in, 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 in beds. And, you know, first it was bigger smart pots and now smart pots aren't good enough sure. now it's now it's like everybody's got mini beds even if they're three by three or three by four or something like that but the plants instantly fill in whatever you you know wherever you give them they'll fill it in that's right um, that's right yeah and uh, but you said your dad so you, when your dad started growing was he growing bat sized plants too or was he just kind of like was it was it no he he well actually he did have some pretty big plants i remember when i was a kid uh you know he had some 12 footers he had some massive ones for sure. Um, but you know, it was before medical and so it was it a little more sort of a stealth. Yeah. Stealthy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and genetics wise, what he was growing back then, was it stuff from like from stuff that he had collected over the years from import stuff or was it actual like already kind of handing around clones or what was it? What was the, the, his start? Yeah. Part? So he, he, uh, he used to have a guy come out from the East coast, um, in the early eighties, that had um, really special genetics that nobody else had. Hmm. Um, it was really hard to get genetics, good, you know, dank genetics back then. And uh, I don't remember the guy's name, and I don't, and I don't remember the exact strains. But he would come out um, every year, bring him a batch of seeds, and he actually wanted, uh, you know, I think it was ten percent of, of my dad's crop to bring him these special genetics. Um, and then my dad would breed those, those genetics, um, or, and make seeds out of those genetics, and hmm. and uh, continue those on year after year. 
and that's how I originally learned how to, to make seeds was, was from my dad. Nice, nice. It's always nice when it's a, a family affair there. I, mine was a reverse. Mine was me growing and then getting my mom involved, and all of a sudden she kind of <laughs> – I, right. I, real, I realized that she was really way better at taking care of the, the, the day-to-day thing, and I was way better at doing the – the, the, the start and the finish. I was terrible in the middle part because I was always at, at a festival or doing something stupid and be like, oh, yeah, what are the shit? Oh, yeah. The mom, take care of it. So nice. she, she got so used to it after a while that in the end it was like uh, I figured out our place. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So dad's still working with you though? He's still growing? Or No, my dad my dad passed away from cancer about five years ago. Oh, sorry to hear, man. That's so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he's a great person, great grower. Um, and, and uh, was yeah. he was he using cannabis for his cancer? And I mean, was it like, uh, or did he have a chance to to use that properly, or was it? Kind of uh, like, he he, got he started to use, um, you know, Rick Simpson oil and Phoenix Tears mm-hmm. or Phoenix Tears, you know, sure. to fight it. Yeah. Um, but he was also uh, re- had recovered from a stroke, and uh, so his functions were already uh, challenged at the time. So the the um, the Rick Simpson oil made it pretty hard to just. Oh. Just live, the, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. It didn't, it was hard to to do a full regimen of uh, that, you know, for him. Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's uh, it's crazy too, because a lot of times, especially with guys who are growing back before there was a real medical thing going on, and not realizing that they had the medicine right there, you know, especially if they weren't making oil out of it, they were just you know doing do it for flour or something like that. But uh, and and, yeah. and on the opposite tip, now it's interesting because people are. Uh, willing you know most most elderly uh parents of especially people you know now they're actually at the point where they'll they'll do it because it's in a package and it's all looking legal and normal and, sure, uh, and, sure. They, and then they realize like oh shit i've been lied to my whole fucking life you know what i mean so it's almost like a, it's a it's a good yeah. and bad thing you know it's like yep yeah. it's cool to see the, the the elder generation coming into the fold and for sure you know oh uh, um, yeah it's great so, so with those old genetics, did any of those survive like into the newer things that you're doing, or is it kind of like you you started with your own sort of not not the level? oldest ones. Some of the older genetics that we work with, um, and that I actually worked with my dad on was uh, uh, the blueberry snow, um, which I had gotten from a friend um, here in Bend uh, back in 2001 or two, and he had, he had made that cross straight from a blueberry clone with this old Oregon snow that used to be around a super stanky, stanky, skunky snow strain up here in Oregon. Um, and I got that from my friend. He actually gave me a bunch of those seeds. Um, and he, he got busted later on for getting drunk and shooting off a uh, AK in town. Um, and he lost all those seeds, but I had those seeds still. Um, <laughs> it wasn't and, a good, uh, it, it wasn't a good day, I guess. Cause he had to shoot his AK. Too much tequila. Uh, um, yeah, bad so, combination. So yeah, Tequilas yeah. and AKs are a bad combo. Usually, that's a, <laughs> shit gets weird. Definitely. Uh, but he was a great grower, and uh, so we kept those seeds around. And uh, my dad loved that strain. It was blueberry snow, and that became uh, the building block of a lot of our strains um, back then. And uh, and it's still in a lot of our strains. Because I got well. I got snowbud from guys in Oregon back around '95, I think it was something like that. Maybe maybe even '94. Um, and that was, that was, a uh, one of the, that was like one that made it through cause it gave me a couple different things. And that one was one that I was like, okay, this one is worth keeping. Cause a lot of stuff, it was it, what I always associated Oregon weed with 
when I didn't really know anything about it because I was living in Europe and people would just bring weed. So people from Cali had a certain type of weed and people from Oregon always had like, it was danker, but it was also leafier. You know, it was like, it was never manicured nice. It was like the worst man. Like, I don't know what it was. It was like, they didn't manicure their weed ever, but it was always like super, like much more dank. You know what I mean? Whereas, and then all the Cali guys that I knew had like this perfectly trimmed everything and, and, uh, but it wasn't sure. quite there, you know, and then of course Kush took over and then that was it. But, um, yeah, I know there was some weaker versions of the snow, but this particular one was just insanely stinky. My friend that used to grow it and I would snowboard with, he, for some reason he'd carry like a half ounce or an ounce up on the mountain with him in his parka. Oh, that's and, some- uh, you could smell him from like 10, 20 feet away. And it was, <laughs> I mean, he's probably was smashing it as, as he was riding, but right. it was like this so stinky, man. Well, that's yeah. That we've we've come to the conclusion that that people who like to ride on boards tend to have good weed, right? It was just sort of like that. <laughs> Didn't matter whether it was on snow or water or whatever, but something about it. So, so cool. going, going into that, um, so you were a snowboarder uh, in your younger days, uh, and you went. Yeah. Did you go to the Olympics or something like that? Was it? No, I never went to the Olympics. Oh. I've always um, James I, loves. I, I rode professionally for James a few hypes years. people. James throws out hype. That's a little ridiculous. <laughs> no, not quite. He's like, yeah, he was uh, in the Olympics. I'm like, really? Oh, I better get onto that one. Well, somebody uh, in the chat I, gang I wanted to know if you were related and, uh, to Live Technology. Somebody in the chat gang wanted to know if you're related to Gallagher. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, but I've, I've heard that one quite a bit lately. <laughs> <laughs> the Gallagher of <laughs> weed, yes, never bad things. Just smashed big giant buds in front of people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, I rode professionally for a few years. Um, Live Technologies was my sponsor and they, um, I'm still getting some couple free boards from those guys a year. I left snowboarding right all year long. What year was that? Uh, That was in the mid nineties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, and they're still, but they're still kill, the, the, the company's still putting out boards. Live Technologies is killing it. Yeah. They're doing great. They're making surfboards snowboards um split boards uh they're american made they're up in up near north of seattle up by port angeles awesome company live technologies man nice, yeah nice yeah and so when you were right when you were um doing pro uh where'd you guys where'd you end up did you go to europe or any other place did you go do any other bigger tours uh some they sent me up to alaska i did this this uh competition up there called king of the hill it's like a big mountain extreme event um had a freestyle event it was serviced by uh helicopters and airplanes and um we worked on some movies and uh yeah man got to go to some great mountains i didn't end up going to to south america on this one trip but uh yeah man um bachelor's my home here though in in bend and mount bachelor's in my backyard just uh bypass every year and there's lots of backcountry to do and it's just so much a lot of fun man has it changed up there like like as far as with the weather changes and things and i mean have you know i mean because you've if been if you've been riding that long you've probably seen oh, yeah. seen the the terrain change is it uh what, what's it like locally where you're at is it yeah i'd say it's definitely i mean our winters are definitely warmer i'm gonna say and we get we'll get some drought years where their winters are terrible and then every few years we'll get some a couple of great winters in a row um uh, the biggest change is all the people that have been moving up here, you know, <laughs> right. um, and the crowds, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Colorado has been crazy too. It's like, um, I've been here about almost 10 years and even in those 10 years, I've seen a huge difference where I'm like, Oh man, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm a, I'm the 
the last guy to talk to about <laughs> snow days anywhere. I'm like, what? Snowing? All right, we're not going. I'm not going none of that now. Because <laughs> um, I had a snowboard in 87 when I was, you know, 16 years old. And, and it was like... Uh, right on. And it was like... Uh, I couldn't go anywhere with it. They wouldn't let me go anywhere. Like I literally like was the guy who like took it on the thing. Yeah, I'm uh, going. Yeah. And then everywhere I went, they were like, you can't bring that on here. And I'm like, what? Yeah. The rep, like, yeah. They thought we were like skate rats. Like, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I was like, it was just like, you know, classically on that wrong side of the fucking deal at that point. So I had to like jump the fence and get one ride and get kicked out. That was pretty much the, the, the vibe at the time. So no way. What, what mountain was that? Oh, this was not even a mountain. This is a ter- This is like a East Coast icy valley. No, like a valley, like not even a mountain. It was like you know, Yagu Valley, Rhode Island, which is like a bunch of guidos, a bunch of guidos, <laughs> and like you know, it was like the worst, the worst uh, skiing place you could imagine as, as far as like uh, compared to Colorado. Here I am living in Colorado. I don't even go fucking nowhere. So, um, like I said, worst appreciative person. When I'm it comes native. To stuff. I've never been up. You've never been up? No. Oh, you're worse than me, dude. Uh, no, I'm he's worse. A, a native, and he's never been even snowboarding. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Crazy, right? Have you been to Colorado? Have you been out here a bit? or? Yeah, yeah. Not not, not a whole lot. I've been to uh, Copper Mountain down there. Nice. Yeah. Copper's fun. They have a tubing hill there. You can go uh, while your friends go skiing. If you're not a skier, you can go on the, the big inner tube. And sort of think you're a skier. Oh, that's a, I, can, I can totally see Dave tubing down. <laughs> Fuck I, yeah. I can 100% see that. Yep. Um, I haven't skied since 1989. Yep. Who knows? Look at us all, look at us all proud over here. We're I all know. so proud. We're like, <laughs> we don't do anything sporty. We're the best. Like, all we do is smoke weed and be lame. Um, so, so in your team that you got now, because it seems like if you're growing that big of plants, you got to have a yeah. cup. Can't be just you, obviously. Uh, what who what you got as far as your your main crew? Uh, so at Raganja, which is the the wreck farm, I, I don't. Did you guys see those photos the with the drone shots at all that I sent yeah. you? Yeah. Yep. Kind of show yeah. some overheads. Yep. I got. So that's Raganja. That's our wreck farm, and uh, my brother Patrick is my partner um, in that farm, and uh, we. So Raganja is our flower from that farm, and. Uh, We've also produced massive seeds um, for the rec market in that at that farm. Um, we have a forty thousand square foot canopy. We're allowed to grow and flower out, and it's all going into flower right now. Uh, we have a great crew down there. We have about uh, five people, four four employees or so full time at the farm, mm-hmm. and then we have our different uh, you know sales crew and, and marketing crew um, as well. No, that's, so that's a tight crew. That's for that size uh, operation, that's definitely a tight crew. Um, yeah, yeah, we've definitely, we've definitely uh, really tried to uh, work on our efficiencies. And Oops. so, do we do your seed production um, in? Uh, is it indoors or is it a is it a controlled greenhouse? Uh, I, I do, I do all my seed production outdoor, completely outdoors, all organic. So, um, so the rec farm has been really fun. Uh, we've had we're in our fifth growing season at Roganja. Um, and it's been great for breeding because it just allows us to have a, uh, our population of um, varieties and, and phenotypes to choose from um, sure. are great there, you know, versus uh, like a medical garden where you, you know, you got to choose from a, a lower amount. So uh, we've been able to phenol hunt really well there. And, um, and I, uh, you know, so I select out of that garden, uh, you know, our best 
our best phenotypes and uh, just move forward from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, like, uh, so it's, oh, okay. sorry. So it's a hundred percent organic living soil. Um, we're in the ground there. Um, and uh, we, we run a cover crop every year uh, in the spring and we till that in as green manure. You guys still there? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting used to this. Um, we're, right. we're giving so, you the floor. This just, way, if I speak, I get ridiculed. So trying, I'm going to let you, during the breeder sessions, I shut up. Yeah, he's not allowed to Yeah, talk. so, that so that's, our, that's, our, um, that's how we grow there, um, 100%. Um, and full season, too. We did light depth for a few years, and uh, we didn't think that was quite worth it. And that was during the flower crash as well, when prices really dropped, and it didn't matter if your, if your herb was light depth or not. Uh, the price was still low. Mm-hmm. And so we just focus on our strengths now, which is a uh, full season. That's awesome. And, and again, like if you are in the place, like, like where you are in Southern Oregon, it's like the, the terroir is, is amazing. And you're, you're able to produce those amazing size plants. Cause again, here in Colorado, five pounds, you're really pushing it. Like, that's like, wow, that's amazing. Right. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's a struggle because the things are just like <laughs> barely able to hang in there. But uh, I had a friend who was living pretty close to where you're at and, and you know, him on top of a ladder like your friend was with the overhead shot from a drone type thing. And they had like, it was just like, oh my God, dude, that's t- how many plants? It's only like 12 plants. It was like, a, you know, amazing uh, canopy coming off of those things. But yeah, uh immediately as a grower i just look at it and go like oh my god the the trimming must be a fucking nightmare with that many side branches and yeah once you and the harvesting itself yeah like once you start like you know they're all perfect and great until you take like that first branch off and then it loses the support and then the next one falls and ah it starts to turn into like a (laughs) a nightmare where you're just like it's like raining bud you know raining branches and uh how uh like for, for drying and stuff, are you doing like, uh, how's your curing process work? Cause it's kind of, that's, uh, that, that seems to be the struggle, so struggle up there with we've the humidity. Got, we've gotten completely away from machines mm-hmm. um, in, in the last couple of years of growing. So we don't do any big leafing. Um, our main goal is just to get the garden down when we harvest. Um, so we're not messing around with big leaves and uh, except for the dead ones or anything that's gonna turn crackly after it dries, you know? And, yeah. Um, so we, we uh, and, and I really like the way that um, leaving some foliage on there slows down the cure. We have a fairly dry climate, um, down there. Um, we built a, a cure barn for, for drying in that's specifically built for, for curing and trimming and taking care of the herb. Nice. It's sort of a huge dehumidifier with a, with a big old, um, intake max fan on the bottom floor and a large exhaust fan on the top floor. It just kind of keeps, keeps things moving. Mm-hmm. Um, we dry on stem, with leaves intact, um, yeah. about you know eighteen to twenty-four inch colas, uh, and um, yeah, so that's you know seven to ten days minimum um, before we bin it up and Maybe shooting yeah. for sixty sixty as a baseline, sixty percent humidity, sixty degrees temp. And then uh, so, and then you you. Uh... You seal it up and then you come to it as far as trimming as you go along and yeah work, work, yeah work we're trimming all year long we've yeah. yeah we actually just had the, the last of our our uh our herb trimmed up this week um 
and the crew, our, our main crew that I was talking about down there, they're mostly involved with, you know, tending the garden, taking care of the garden. We will bring in a uh, subcontract crews to do the trimming and a bunch of our rolling too, as well as the joint rolling. So that'll get us over the hump on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I couldn't imagine trimming all that with five people would be a nightmare after you've grown it, you know, cause that's yeah. most, most growers can ha- uh, yeah, handle yeah. about a day of trimming. And then it's like, fuck that dude. It's like, just especially that. without machines too. We don't, we don't touch machines. Every, every bit of it's hand trimmed and, and hand bucked, you know? So when, when you say, so, yeah. so you, but you were doing trim, you were using machines before oh, were, you, were, were you using just classic uh, barrel ones or when you did do it? Yeah. Yeah. We used to use uh, like a green bros or trim, you know, or a, um, a triminator um, and then hand, hand clean it up after that. James Bean is coming James in and Bean. messing echo up the scene. scene. Echo on the scene, James Bean. Yeah, James. Echo, 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 echo. <laughs> Put in some does, earbuds James, there, like, Mr. It sounds Bean. way too. Oh, James, like, right. it sounds okay. really okay. good. Okay. Let's, let's let's get on the show and mess it all up. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's way too best. I had to throw a monkey <laughs> Let me go get uh, my earbuds real quick. You do that. Thanks. You do that. Leave your audio on though, so we can hear everything <laughs> yeah. as you walk into the bathroom. I take to get flush your earbuds. And, yeah, and flush the toilet and hear <laughs> right. it live. Um, yeah, I want to y'all just. So you guys know it's obviously you know the curing. The drying, the curing, that's make or break for your crop. And, uh, you know, we really pride ourselves on, on that, that part of it. Um, your final, taking our time so your final it, you storage know. after you've trimmed it, um, are you still like turkey bag guy or are you on to bear, are you using buckets or what's, what's your final storage solution for, for your product? Yeah, so we were, we were doing it in, in the black and yellows for quite a while. You know, the, the totes that everybody uses, the black and yellows, but, mm-hmm. um, We've moved over to a nice system where we get these boxes, cardboard boxes that are a little bit bigger, um, and then a huge food grade bag that goes inside of those. And then um, you get a nice seal that way. And you don't when you when you put your your buds in there on stem, um, you don't fully seal off the bag. You kind of just fold it, fold it over, and then close the box. And then that way it can still breathe just a little bit and and uh, and just kind of do its thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, and then if it starts getting really dry, then we will we'll seal it up really well. But we just monitor it throughout the winter. Right. Yeah, because here, I mean, like, uh, you know what I found was really good for the boxes, which were um, Christmas tree storage boxes, you know? Like, you go to, like, right when Christmas is around, they have those big, long ones that you throw, the, you throw your fake Christmas tree into. Those things, like, yeah. they're only for sale for, like, a couple, like, a month and a half or so or two months. And then I'll just buy them out every year until they, and you know, and then have them and they're, they're pretty good cause you can stack them up and then, yeah. uh, but I like to get those food grade, giant food grade bags would be awesome. Cause that was, sometimes I have to put those things inside of, uh, contractor bags, you know, and then do the double bag and fucking, yeah, here it's, yeah, it's nice so. to have the food grade ones. They're clear as well. So you can see what's inside of them a little hey. bit easier and, yeah. uh, and they're just huge. Um, and they fit the boxes. You can, uh, you can find them at uh, Uline. Yeah, I was gonna say probably <laughs> that's that's your go yeah. the go to <laughs> packaging people. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and there's no need to buy like a big huge ostrich bag, you know, that, that costs like five bucks versus yeah. uh, two bucks or whatever, you know, that that breeds because you know with the turkey bags and the and those type of bags work good in certain climates, but it gets a little too dry up here. Well, the where where those will actually have some moisture loss over time, you mm. know, that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in, but it is amazing how turkey bags can 
like be so much better than the minute you put it into like PVC or some other shitty plastic. Like it just, Oh kills, yeah. Right. It like totally right. kills the, kills the cure that you were trying to achieve the whole time. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I wish we could do it all in glass. I mean, that'd be amazing, but it's, it's not realistic for an acre anyway, you know, it is. It is. And, and the thing is, <laughs> it'd be a lot of jars. Yeah. Plus, plus it's like, they're clear anyway and they kind of like take you know it's, you get back to that same situation of like you still got to put them in the dark and then at least with you know i used, for the most part turkey bags and buckets were always a good kind of go-to situation because you could seal the bucket open it up it kept the pressure sure because the biggest yeah. problem is having too much weed and it all squishing and then it's like yeah it just yeah it, it changes it's that's it changes. another thing i like about keeping it on stem as well as it keeps that airspace in between all the colas that you have stacked yeah. Um, in there, and it's just uh, it's just a better it's just a better storage uh, it, technique. Yeah, it is a it's like a reservoir, basically a moisture reservoir that's always there, that kind of f- works with the fluctuations. Like so, if it gets mm-hmm. a little bit of humid, right. it'll, it'll, right. humidity exactly. will go to the stem instead of the bud, yeah. and then if it's the other way around. Yeah. But the minute you take it off, I always tell everybody too: the minute you take it off the stem, now it's fucking it's time to to get it moving where it needs to be because <laughs> right. at that right. point, but you can keep it on stem for quite a long time. Yeah, it's good. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely good technique. Um, yeah. James, what are you doing? Yeah. So, so hold it, on, hold at, on. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm just seeing what James is at. Now I see dark. Turn, your, turn your phone oh, the other direction, James. Oh, there he is. Oh, you need. Oh, no. Phone direction. YouTube that way. Ah, there you go. go. Guys? There you go. <laughs> oh, thank God. Hey, God, James. I look like that. Hey, what's up? Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Thanks. See, I'm here giving some classes, Peter. <laughs> has, uh, has has Peter informed you that that he was a surfer? <laughs> <laughs> we we discussed his his board riding, uh, but just, you, you, you told us about the medal he won in the Olympics. Yeah, he told us about all the medals in the Olympics that he won. <laughs> so, so I forgot to call you back and tell you he didn't win an Olympic, but he was pro and sponsored. Okay, so but you got I, close. I you low. got it close. You got it close. So you made you, right, led, fuck. you led me down the I'm wrong just... path and made me look stupid, but that's okay. That's fine. But he, but he could still outright me and you probably and a couple of us combined. So he was sponsored pro and and oh, like yeah. that early we're talking we're talking eighty eight like they no, still had no not eighty eight. Ninety-eight. Shit. It was wrong no. there too. Ninety. It was in the nineties. See, I got that yeah. all wrong too. <sighs> all your pre-work was just thrown out the door. I don't yeah. know where you went. You you just gone. Out the door. Yeah. No, so, I, so, I, my mom says I'm losing my mind. So forgetful. So that I don't have to put Peter on the spot. You can tell me from your point of view, um, best sellers and 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 strains that are just like must must have from him that you may have in stock or coming around the corner is there anything that you got that well we just got his latest releases um once again with bestsellers it's like picking my favorite child i can't i can't tell you which well kid just tell me like what um, your top three top three how's it your top three kids without without the rest <laughs> they, suck. they come and they go they, they, they <laughs> come tough. and they go like his stuff comes in and it goes out really quickly yeah um this product uh, kind of speaks for itself as far as obviously the picture behind him some of his other photos uh from his from his crap um they just they, they speak volumes for the size of his plants. I just it still blows me away some of the, some of the size of some of the stuff he's getting. So and and the flower the, looks amazing for that size. So I'm you're back, you're back home now, right, James? You're back in the I area, am, yeah. so you could actually go over and see him now. Now you can just pop on over there. Yeah, this is a good so time. That's what we were talking about. Really pretty I, out I, there I need, right now. I, I need some jars and some photographs. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> then you can give yeah. us a James Bean man on the scene. <laughs> 
report on the scene yeah report, really yeah. on the scene not james being yes, right, with right. the, without the earbud on the scene making a big noise mess that's that's a different show <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a completely different yeah. show yeah but uh you know live 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 from massive fields massive fields of massive buds i think people would be i think but, they would want to know i think people would want to know yep i got so his pomegranate cross that he just did you did mm-hmm. a pomegranate right Pineapple pomegranate. Was, that's that's yeah, probably that, one of that, our best sellers. That's probably one of the biggest bangers that we that we have on here as far as yield goes, as far as steadiness, and as far as reliability, structure. Uh, it's a massive thing, and we've, we've been we've had really good feedback on it. So nice. um, the, the the pineapple pomegranate, and that's been a, one of the hard uh, that has been hard to keep in. Um, he had four new releases this year. Was that a, is that a sister plant to the one that's behind you? That's a pineapple something else, right? Or the one that's in the picture. The one, the one behind me is lemon pineapple, a huge cultivar lemon pineapple. Uh, I did send a bud shot to Mark that uh, shows the the pink pistol bud shot of that, the pineapple pomegranate. Oh, that's um, the pineapple. That one looked beautiful. Yeah, I saw that. Earlier. Yeah, so that that uh, the pineapple pomegranate we've been breeding. Um, we've been line breeding that to F4 right now, and we'll go to F5 this year if I like the male or not. Um, I didn't have a great selection of males okay. this year, so I might not do the F5. Now, now on to but Adam's, Adam's question. I'm going to grab my there she battery is. before my, my phone dies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. There's the uh, I see, I see where you're going, there, Adam. I see it. You see it? You see it? You got it? You got you it? You see that? Yeah. How about, well, how about is, a done deal on all massive seeds? Ooh, it double the same pineapple on both crosses. Double done deal on the massive seed line. Oh, that sounds like a plan. What do you think? Double done. Double done. No. What do you mean? No, double no. done. No. You just don't no. have to tell everybody what the real done deal is because no one knows, and then it just double it, and it means it's the same. Yeah. Come on, don't you know how to market things? You say it's normally five percent, now and it's ten percent. But really, it's always ten percent because that's how it works in the in the in the world, man. Come on, me, it's me, lie to people. I could not do that. No. No. That's right. Well, then, like, give but nobody knows what the done deal the, is. For the next week, we'll sell out of his seeds. Yes. And on that note, some people are buying up certain amounts of seeds, yeah. hoarding them, and planning to sell them for 300 We will be buying the same amount of seeds and selling them for the 88 bucks as the beer discussed. Wow. So, that's, that's, that's honor. Just letting everybody know. Honor. Yeah. Amongst of course, we're thieves. talking about Thug <laughs> on that one. Thug, thug, thug uh, 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 We don't have to go. No no, no slander libel. No, Thug Pug's good. No slander. Slander. Right. Uh, thug the breeder. This show? Oh, got it, got it. Now that we just talked to a yeah. lawyer and we found out that everything in the chat gang is can be held yeah. against you, we were pretty much losing the show after this one. <laughs> oh, no. Half the chat gang We had 9,000 people in the chat gang afterwards. Now we have 103. Yeah, they're, so they're you scared. see how quickly it drops? Scared. Scared. Yeah. Um, so pomegranate, what pineapple, what which is beautiful. And then you said that's F4, the one that's in the photo right now? Or uh, I think that's the F3. F3, okay. And uh, yeah, and then we've been doing subsequent crosses with that F3. We did a bunch of crosses um, on that particular plant because it was such a beautiful, beautiful plant. Super frosty, mm-hmm. super pink, mm-hmm. incredible nose, uh, osamine dominant. Um, yeah, so we're we're working working with a lot of the pinks right now, um, and we've been trying to lock down the pink pistols on that pineapple pomegranate, which is sort of elusive. It's still about a 50-50, I was gonna ask um, yeah. you know, expression. Uh-huh. Out, outdoors anyway yeah i had a lot yeah. it's funny because it, it's funny because in the hemp uh strains we had a lot of that you know and it was kind of like uh-huh. damn this is shit i've been trying to get 
because we had uh, right. Stinky Pinky in 1995, <laughs> and it was only because it was like, but I, but it was like, hit, right. it was the same deal, hit and miss. You know what I mean? People would be like, I can never get that one that's like that, and I was like, yeah, I know, because uh-huh. even I couldn't do that, and it was, it was really stinky hard. Greenie. It wasn't Stinky Pinky. Stinky Pinky. Oh. <laughs> well, I got the Stinky Greenie female. I never got the Pinky. I had a, I had an advertisement <laughs> here. Here, so Adam's got to be right there. So I had, uh, I had this was my advertisement for it. It had Michael Jackson saying, "I spray my stinky pinky with my super soaker," and that was perfect. So yeah. Oh fuck! Nice. Yes. Oh. Anyway. oh. Bring, bring, bring back that advertising done on the bus and all that fun advertising shit. We need more of that. Half of it I'm not allowed to do anymore because I'll be arrested. So that's just the way life is. So you're like, damn, yeah, you, can't so. do, you can't do any of that anymore. Um. So out of, yeah, on the uh, the the, uh, the pineapple pomegranate though. So that's a cross of uh, um, a pomegranate strain that we've worked on that had uh, blueberry snow and shishkaberry in it. Um, and there's some kind of kind of a cool backstory to it uh, because um, the year I bred the shishkaberry uh, clone from Eugene uh, with the blueberry snow male, um, you know, created seeds on that. It was uh, the next year a volunteer popped up in the garden. So when I say volunteer. I'm talking about a seed that you know just grew on its own. Yeah, we love um, after a breeding project out, out outside in the garden, right? No, you, I thought you meant the MTI and Dave because they're pretty much <laughs> volunteers on my show. So that's how it works around here. So just, but no, I, we get you. So yeah, so this volunteer popped up right right next to where that breeding project was, and uh, right next to a full size plant that I was growing um, in my medical garden back then. And uh, this volunteer just turned into the most amazing beautiful cultivar it was just like pink pistol but also like magenta reddish buds um like purple black yellow leaves like just incredible incredible looking so i I bred that one um as it you know presented itself to me i think i i I hit that again with the blueberry snow and um and that became the pomegranate you know so it was sort of a you know happening that happened and then the applegate hornblower which is the male and where the pineapple side of it came from um, I got that from one of my dad's old friends yeah. uh, out in the Applegate Valley, which is near the Rogue Valley. Um, also another incredible, one of the best, you know, terroir, um, you know, growing environments in the world as well. And um, a lot of heads out there with a lot of great genetics over the years, you know, um, that, that would share those with my dad and uh, my dad, my dad's friend, Andy. And so he gave me this um one year he gave me, he had some males out in the woods and cause it was such a special, special plant. It was the Applegate hornblower. And he gave me the, a male said, come get this. So I came and grabbed that. And, uh, uh, that Applegate hornblower went into our lemon pineapple or pineapple pomegranate. Um, a few of our other strains as well. Uh, but anyway, the Applegate hornblower, the story behind that too. So that was a, that was also a volunteer, um, that somebody found near a big field full of pineapple train wreck. Um, and so that person saved the horn blower. It was a volunteer basically that, that popped up near a big field of pineapple train wreck. And that's where the Applegate horn blower came from. So both, you know, both, uh, both sides of the pineapple pomegranate have these, you know, kind of, it's interesting that there's volunteers on both sides of, of the, the line. Yes, because we can't verify that that's what they are. We think it is. It sounds like it could very well could be, but however, we're not positive that that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So, I'll ask you a question. Do you know the uh, Jaeger guy 
Valley? It's funny. I was just going to ask you the same thing. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I noticed you had Jaeger yeah. in your thing, and that's a tradition. That's like a classic Oregon, Oregon. guaranteed going to make you money kind of strain. It seemed like that's yeah. But don't grow it indoors. Don't grow it indoors. Right, right. It wants to herm out in, inside. That's true. Every single time. And light depth. It's not very good for light depth either. So yeah, the not Jaeger. Long. Yeah, Jaeger. Um, you know, um, everybody grew that. Uh, up and not. It's not quite as common anymore, but uh, it was everywhere in the Rogue Valley for years. You know, and it's a, it's a great producer, great nose. It holds its nose for for years almost. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's actually a great, great lamp. Yeah. So, so then, um, is is the same pineapple that you're working with the pineapple the the plant behind you and the pineapple pomegranate that we talked about? Are those the same pineapples in both those? No. So the lemon pineapple, which is behind me in the shot, is uh, is super lemon haze times the Applegate Hornblower. Okay. So that's so that's where it gets that big uh, big height from and that stretch from. Yeah, that thing, yeah. What what that thing tight out that looks like eight feet, nine feet? Yeah, that was probably ten feet by like twelve, <laughs> twelve or fourteen foot diameter. Yeah, see, then then I only need twelve plants, you know. <laughs> but with yeah, a medical, that's right. Gonna be that big. That's right, man. Yeah. Got to have the right genetics. Insane. No, it's it's all about genetics, and that's that gets so overlooked. It just really, really does. And now, especially that I'm going to, uh, I'll be going to Oklahoma here in in, in a couple of weeks. I'll be starting to, to crack that market, but. You know, these guys are spending thousands of dollars on bulbs and on, on, on recirculating pumps and on, you know, fans and all this other bullshit that it's, it, it is essential it's for growing. But if a fan blows out, you just buy a replacement. Yet they want to bitch when you talk about spending a couple hundred bucks on a pack of seeds where it's like this. Right. That's a that, that, that's a forever growing money tree that's going to be yeah. uniquely, you know, uh, pin out to you that you're the only one that could have a copy of it. Um, and, and as long as you don't give it out, you'll be the only one to have it. And so. You, you know, where a fan can be replaced, that strain, that 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 signature strain, if you will, or that that cut, um, can never be replaced, never copied or duplicated. And so it's yeah. it's hard to get these guys to you know invest in, in genetics. They're like, well, isn't weed weed? And you're kind of like, Jesus, we're we back here again. Like we just left Washington. Well, so, I mean, all you have to do, especially outdoor growing, if if you see an outdoor clone next to an outdoor seed plant, nine times out of ten, it's going to be like no no contest you know occasionally yeah, no you contest. get maybe a weird strain that just sort of runs out on you or something like that but for the most part it's yeah it's going to be like oh my god why would i ever grow those when i can get this because you get taproot and like a huge plant um i i saw some photos the other day from somebody who was growing uh uh some of my strains and some other strains from cali and stuff and it was like it was pretty pretty cool it was also in oregon but it was pretty cool to see where it was like you know, big, big, everyone he was showing from Mars was huge. And then he went in the back and then there were all these <laughs> other ones and they were tiny and you were just like, see, it's like kind of, and they were, those were exactly the exact same situation. It was clone only from Cali that he was really proud of, but they were just like, who the hell wants that? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's going to be a quarter pound or something like that. So um, true, man. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I think I might use that in my next advertising show, like uh, a, sea, a seedlings, you know, some seedlings and then show some clones next to each other and just, you know, we got, you know, got seeds and then show the advertising. Cause yeah, it's, it's to see it is, it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially, especially for growing, if you're growing huge plants too, or massive plants, you know, um, clones, some clones will do it. Certain genetics will do well, but your, your likelihood of having a problem on a plant that gets that old from clone is, is much higher. Um, and so I highly recommend starting from seed. If you're, if you're trying to grow a giant plant, definitely. Especially yeah. outdoors, especially outdoors. Especially outdoor. Yeah. Cause of the taproot. I mean, you get that. Like, and then 
development way before the plant's even like a, a foot tall. It's already yeah. spread out, you know, and may set up set itself up compared to like that clone that's just like all top development and there's a little bit of root development but it's really all about already trying to stack you know so yeah indoors. i also recommend uh you know starting um starting your seeds out outside um from the beginning if possible in a greenhouse a heated greenhouse um you know if you're like for our big plants we'll start them in mid-march mm -hmm. um and then they don't have to make any transition from from artificial light to natural to the sun um, and the life cycle as well. They're already intelligent enough to figure that out. And there's a, a lower chance of them to flip into flower in the spring. And, and so that's a really um, important thing for a lot of growers, I think, you know, um, and, uh, and speaking of, of the clones too. So like, uh, we, you know, we've tried to grow a lot of OGs um, and chems and, and plants like that in, in our hot Oregon sun down, you know, um, full season. And they really struggle you know, a lot of those, those gassy strains really struggle. And we've been working on a gas project, uh, what, what I call the massive seeds gas project. And we've been trying to strengthen a bunch of those, uh, you know, those, those gassy strains, uh, without, but while maintaining the terpene profile and, and the strength of the high on those. Mm -hmm. So in our gas project, some of the cultivars, um, clone onlys that we're, we've been breeding on, um, are like chem 91, star dog, skywalker OG, SFVOG, dog walker, uh, grill glue four, I'd consider in that, in that category. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we've, you know, we've been trying to bring those into seed form and, um, you know, we're on, we're on back cross two or three with the dog walker and the OGs this year. Um, and, uh, the star dog from top dog seeds, there was a clone floating around the West coast that is just amazing. Really, really reminiscent of like the East coast sour diesel. Mm -hmm. um high and flavor profile and that's that's in our yuki dog um, what'd you do with that yuki dog, you get, you get <laughs> yuki dog so i'm growing out the f2 generation right now um the f1 we didn't have we didn't produce very many seeds on that um and last and year we yuki made a dog, bunch of f2s and i'm growing it out testing it out and uh we'll know more about it in about the next couple of weeks here and we'll but, be ready but, to release that was the star dog um, in the male or the female position? Which, which one it was a use? female. It was a selected, amazing okay. selected clone only star dog. Yeah. And okay. then what a lot of what we've been using for our males in this gas project in general is our summer sunset OG. And that's the purple Hindu okay. Kush times lemon Larry OG. Right now, do we believe that that back on the Jaeger, do we believe that that Jaeger is a Hindu Kush? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So the Jaeger is a, the Jaeger, um, was a phenotype that was discovered um by matt at millerville farms in cave junction uh and it's a it's it's an amazing cultivar and it's it's right. a phenotype of the purple hindu kush um that gets pretty purpley has a licorice anise type nose to it um and right. anybody yeah, can grow it anybody so, can grow so it it's amazing so i used to live in um uh, grants pass i'm now in medford so i've familiar as fuck with Matt or just the, 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 okay. the, the, the strain itself, its hardiness. Uh, when I, when I first moved there, my phone kept bringing off the hook a little bit, you know, Jaeger, Jaeger, Jaeger. I was like, I don't know. Let me see. Let me see. And so I had to do some digging on the history of it and see how it, I was told a couple different stories of, you know, people jumping fences to steal it. And yada, yada. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that's so true. There, there actually, <laughs> there was a couple of uh, pygmy uh, Jaegers that, that people stole or, uh, that got out there that were pretty similar to the flower, but they were like, they grew like pygmies. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so so there's, there's a couple of cuts out there that are not very good. 
so I ran into one, that in, my, in, in, in all my research because that's what I, I like to do is find these things and tell people see if they're telling the truth or not. So interesting. Um, well, anything that grows like that, though, <laughs> like it's like it's like um, it's like Gorilla Glue, where it's a great plant and it's easy to grow. It means that a lot of people can grow it and think they're good growers but they're still fucking it up and then it slowly gets whittles down the quality of the what people think is good weed and then they finally get a good see, version of see, it i don't think i don't think gorilla glue was easy to grow for me like that was one of the last strains that i grew and for me it wasn't easy to grow it was a complete daddy's girl like she needed she, she needed held up until she was about four weeks five weeks old she needed help you know she needed help i think the structure may be a little bit but pretty much the the feeding of it was like it seemed like it was the one where everybody was like wow look at this and you're like oh man you've never done this before in your life and you did this like okay i was i've been impressed actually more or less for first time growers of that strain you know compared compared i just had uh i just Uh had a really shitty structure you're you're james bean man on the scene I can't imagine that you'd be much better grower than MTI or Dave here, who are both, you know, t- excellent well, growers, uh, top, top in their well, notch, top in their field, you know. So, I mean, uh, I mean well, jars speak volumes, and I've got jars. So, uh, but but I, but I don't have lights anymore because I have all my breeders. Magic, so. you have magic jars that one. just grow without lights. I know it's just like you just have to make it's fucking amazing. You just have to make a, yep. a <laughs> stop. So, yeah, exactly. You have to check in on, on your peeps, and then you'll you'll have plenty of jars. It's like a, it's like our new uh, pre 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 uh, dust bowl string. It's uh, pre 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 nineteen thirty two. Okay, doesn't need water. Uh, <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Auto. Finishes in fourteen days. This is your famous auto flowers. Your famous auto yeah. yep. auto autos that don't need anything. Yeah, don't need anything. Yeah, they're well, they're dust bowl. They're, so they're, so they're pre pre thirty two. You know, it was this this is this is the weed that made them outlaw weed in in thirty seven. Was 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 the dust bowl because it just grew so everywhere. Didn't need water or nothing, and it was just so. Perfect. Sucked all the moisture out of the ground and, and created, oh, yeah. created the yeah. dust bowl. It oh, created man. the dust bowl. Yeah. I think that's a nugget. So, oh, so uh oh, yeah. I mean, after so, okay, uh, after I mean, your OG story, after your OG Olive Garden <laughs> story, I, I don't know if you could top oh. that one. I was, I was, I was thinking that was a topper right there. Where you, you read about that? That right? was good. What? Was was... Olive Garden OG, right? Like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> when is that, that coming one, out? I was one percent wrong. Uh, I'll go no G. Um, fall of '99. So, oh, oh, nice. Uh, 2099. Yeah. 2099 is coming yeah. out. Okay, good. I've got I've got a couple years to work on it. You know? <laughs> I've got to get it right. I've got to get it dialed in. I'm not releasing it until it's perfect. You know. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Razen dog. Razen dog with another good one there. Now, in with the Olive Garden, the the Olive Garden OG. That guy was also a server, right? <laughs> That's right. So I'm saying. That's what there's something about. And where these surfers are growing this shit, I don't know. Like if they have a tent on the beach, or if they got a tent set up, like I don't know. If servers really have it's a lot ocean of grown, extra square. <laughs> it's ocean. It's grown on the ocean, bro. Come on. By the, the surfers. Oh shit. Okay. 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 Now I now I'm getting ocean grown. I never got it, but it was by the surfers that are growing it. Then. Yes. It's self watering too. You don't have to fucking water it. It's all. <laughs> that's wow. auto flower. That's what auto it's flower. Ebb and flow. It's ebb and flow. It's ebb and flow grow. Dude, phenomenal. It's ebb and flow grow. All right. On the beach. So if you want to grow massive plants outdoors, boom, you definitely con- want to suggest massive seeds. That's right. Um, yeah. We can use this as our our outro Same intro way. combination. 
Um, so yeah, they obviously can come to you, but if they want to check out Instagram, they go to Massive Seeds on Instagram, right? That's pretty straightforward. Is it any underscores yeah. or craziness on that one? Or Massive just... Seeds underscore. I knew they had something weird because I noticed that every time yeah, I tried I to lost, put it. I lost my old account uh, at 54K. That was pretty frustrating a couple years ago. And I had to oh, talk to, you want to talk frustrating? I'm... Talk to the guy down below on, on the screen there. He's He's lost a few accounts. How many accounts have you he lost? He has 8 billion followers. Oh, you're talking about me? Oh, yeah, I'm talking see, about you. I, I, you're below. What, what, what you said down below? See, I'm yeah. next to me right here. Oh, no. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, no, uh, 17. We're on account number 17 right now. Um, and speaking of <laughs> a, little, a little more gossip, uh, no, that 17 times, it's uh, it gets fucking old because after like the sixth time, they start banning your Mac ID. And any account that access that account, so if you Ooh. access it from a phone Ouch. or from an iPad, it blocks that Mac. Ouch. So to get around that, you have to completely reset everything and start from scratch on that on that device. So yeah, so they they, they, they get after you. But that's uh, tough. A little gossip. Yeah, gossip. Little, little oh, gossip. gossip. On the IG. Oh okay. shit! Let's, okay. hear it. Let's hear it. Let's we, hear it. We all see oh, we see cult classics and the thug pug going at it over over uh, cult classics running the, the Instagram hustle. Oh shit. Uh-oh. Is this something we should be out? Yeah. We, should be, we should be out there. Nugget. Oh, is that a I, nugget? That was a mega I, nugget. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> that's just that's just 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 a little birdie that had, had, had told me uh, about some some stuff going on. It's uh, you know our brutal. lawyer is not on the show right now. He's off right now. So if we need to get him back on to find that if you're putting us in the loop. Oh yeah. You know, did, I miss, oh, did, did I miss him? You just oh, slandered. Shit. You just slandered, dude. Now we're yeah. Oh, oh the, 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 the views and expressions and words of James Bean do not express the views of the Adam Dunn show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was shit. So, um, Peter, when are you coming out with another release? Uh, so, uh, so a lot of our newer seeds are going into flower right now in our outdoor garden. And um, as soon as I uh, see all the phenotypes expressed and approve, you know, of the testing phase, we have a bunch to drop um, probably in the next month. And uh, yeah, excited about a bunch of them, man. We got some great ones. We got that Yuki Dog F2, which is the Star Dog Cross, Time Summer Sunset OG, to the F2. Um, you, know, you, you have all, all these outdoor go, outdoors going? What? You have all these outdoors growing? Yeah, these are all outdoors in, and growing nice. right now and just going into flowers. So they're just starting to express the terpene profiles right. and, and their buzz structure. Beautiful. That's um, awesome that you that you can see the full expression of the plant outdoors. I know a lot of growers mm -hmm. and breeders back in the day didn't have that kind of space. They had tents. You know, you couldn't really see what it should yeah. fully do. So that's cool. Yeah, you know, we're we're pretty slow because we we I get to breed once a year. So I breed. Uh, I make quite a few crosses when I can, which is in the next couple of weeks. Here, I'm going to be doing most of my pollinating, um, and then we have to grow it out the next year, and then we'll release the following year. So it's a it's sort of a slow process. Um, but I try to make it quicker by doing uh, more crosses per season. Right. You know, and, and having and, and, projects and, going on. And at the same time, by 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 the, by the size of the plants behind you, it's like don't don't fuck with it. It's working. You know what I mean? You, you put out a strain every three years or cross every three years. That's that's not bad. But you know, don't definitely don't cut corners. I, it's like it's a weird. Yeah, man. It'll, 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 yeah. It'll, so it'll we take got, you five uh, years to build your rep in five minutes to to, to lose it. So. We have, uh, what do we have? Some of the new ones that are expressing right now in the garden. We have a uh, tropogranite, which is pineapple pomegranate F3 times Tropicana cookies F2. Um, and some of those are, are, and the goal on that was to take two really exotic plants and put them together, see what happened. I love the, I love the terpene profile of the tangy and the Tropicana cookies, especially. Um, and then try to get the pink 
expression to express from the pineapple pomegranate and with the nose of the Tropicana cookies, which I'm just starting to see in some of the little buds that are showing right now, some of the little popcorn buds. Um, very happy about that one. That one's coming along. So that one's killer. Um, we have some wildfire Skittles. That was our, that was our F2 of the Skittles. Um, and we did a back cross of the Skittles last year, but it was a really small seed seed lot. So we're doing the back cross two this year and hopefully going to do better with that on this, on the Skittles clone. Um, what else do we have? We got, uh, we have a bunch of punch crosses, purple punch crosses that we haven't released yet. Um, that we made a few years ago and we're going to be dropping those. They're great. Um, they do, they do really, really well. Um, what else we got? We have our Durbans. We have dad's Durban named after my dad and that's Durban poison, an old clone that was held here in Oregon since the, dad's since the Durban, 90s. Like dad's Durban. You couldn't call it like Willie's. I don't know what your dad's name is, but you, you gotta call this name. Not dad's no, Durban. Jim, Jim's Jimbo's Durban. Jim's huh? Durban. Yeah. Jimbo's <laughs> Durban. His dad's Durban. It's like, who's dad? That's my dad. So yeah, so right. dad's there end times Rogue Valley Rec. Um, our Rogue Valley Rec is one of our heirlooms. So we have a bunch of heirlooms, what I call our heirloom strains. Rogue Valley Rec is one of them. And that's Big Rec times the Blueberry Snow. Um, amazing, one of our best producers as well. Um, if, you're an, if you're an outdoor grower looking for massive um, plants or genetics, it'll get massive. Um, our Rogue Valley Rec, our Summer Sunset OG, our Durban Pomegranate, our Hazy Dream, um our rogue valley punch those are some of some of the ones right off the top of my head hmm. and some of those haven't been released yet we're going to be dropping those um as as uh we get through harvest here cool. um so yeah those are some of the, the strains that i would highly recommend for people that want huge you know genetics that can actually get huge That's what's awesome. the uh, flower time on that ha on that hazy dream so the hazy dream is uh the blue dream uh the clone blue dream times our super lemon haze just a straight up so uh, so flower time is going to be two. eight to ten. They both have haze in them, and it, it expresses that that haze, very narrow leaf um, varieties, um, hazy hazy smell, hazy look. You know, um, yeah. So those and those really want to stretch. Once again, you know, you want those sometimes in Southern Oregon. You really want those sativas that want to stretch and get long so and double, tall. You double, know? double and triple scrog, double triple scrog. Yeah, and just like huge arms of huge arms of buds. You know, versus like Ugh, the worst shorter statured indicas. It's the worst. You know? Big giant arms and buds. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I think I think Adam called it last year. He said he said that Hazes would be back in the back in the and in the, making the rounds again. And I've been seeing them a lot more come out and people didn't use them. The Hayes, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. People people aren't Hayes, scared yeah. anymore. People aren't scared. And but but they also gotta learn to grow them properly because I'm sure there's gonna be a few crying because they run out of space and get root bound and <laughs> they haven't didn't quite anticipate the size, but yeah, we yeah. see some see some big ones out there. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, well, sweet. We're gonna uh, we get to do our shout outs and pay the bills. Right. Can't just survive on James Bean's generosity. <laughs> generosity we alone. That, <laughs> What's that? We need to get that first guy. We need to get that first guy paying for shout outs. That guy was that guy was all right. What's that first guy? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Boris. The first guy. Boris. Oh, Boris. Yeah, yeah we want to shout out everybody. Oh yeah, shit, I'm to, shouting yeah. out fish shit. I'm shouting out house and garden, whatever. I want, I want some <laughs> sponsorship there. Damn it. Yeah, he got his money's worth. He got his money's worth on that interview. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so cool. We'll do. So anybody who wants to get your seats, obviously they got to go through our first sponsor since you're right here sitting with us. Seeds here now. 
SeedsHereNow.com. Your number one choice for the best in genetics. If you want the biggest plants, you go to Massive. If you want the the double double super da- double done discount, obviously because now I got them on the spot. Double done oh, discount. Shit. You go right to Adam Dunn stuff, and then you get the double done. You com- you press <laughs> you pressure him. You say, "Oh, have to get the double." Right. Come on, one day, dude, do it. Yeah. You got to figure it out. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it because if not, then people will call my customer service and I don't. Yes, and they'll be mad at you. Yes. Exactly. There you go. We got it. Boom. Done. All right. All right. That's happening one day. Good but deal. if you want to get the best in, say you want autoflowers, you go to Mephisto because he's got the fucking fire autoflowers, you know. But they got a breeder for every type of growing you may have. And not only that, they have their forum. You can check, talk to the breeders direct. You don't have to just watch. Oh, so that's what's that? Oh, so, 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 so what happened? Forum oh. shut down, shut down. You got COVID. You got COVID. What happened? Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> so uh, we are actually hiring on, so to say, ten growers because I don't always get all the pictures I want from all the strains that I have, uh-huh. and I am not able to grow the things oh. I want to grow. I so we're uh, we're currently taking emails at. Mm. You have to check our Instagram and get your email address, and we're we're going to choose ten people to to do. A full grow in the forums, and so you can follow along as they grow these packs. And they're not going to be tester packs; they're going to be full hmm. retail MSRP packs of, from from top readers. Just nice. stuff that I want to see grown and see how you know how it turns, like turns it. out in cocoa, or how it how it turns out in salt. And I'm even thinking about possibly not telling them what I'm sending them. That way, when I get the report back, they say it's expressed as a lemon this, and you know, it had hints of that and that, and that's what it was called lemon fucking freeze. Then. You know, boom, you got it on the, on the spot. So well, there you go. That's um, cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of double done blind. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Whatever. So, whatever you said, Dave. But, uh, <laughs> 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 there's a blind test, though, for, for, for sure. But we're going to have some, some of those going to the forums. And so, um, Massive, he, he doesn't, he, he follows Dunn's lead. He does, he's, he's not in his form room or his chat room. Oh, yeah. Be, he's but, just like me. All right. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, yep. solidarity, solidarity, but and it's like starting non, yeah. nonconformists. We're both nonconformists. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, we're fighting the system. But, uh, but they will be there if you send. It. If you have questions, you can post them up in their in their channels. So yeah, and then one day somebody will complain to me, and I'll maybe answer it. But you can also come on the show, to, and you yeah. can just get it in the chat, and we'll answer you like lickety split when we can. Bam. Um, yep. And of course, James being man on the scene every 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 pretty much every week or every other week or somewhere close to that but if you need to you can see that this guy works so this is his only time off right this is it this is the only time you get off when you get to come on the show pretty much because the rest of the time you are putting together orders he's fucking cracking the whip packing boxes making boxes oh i told you that was a killer background Getting ready to move to uh, to o- Oklahoma ski. for uh, new distribution out of there, which sounds awesome. I, I am so yeah. We we did we did drop that little news bomb too. Um, heading to Tulsa. Heading to Tulsa. Uh, heading to Tulsa. Um, Hit me up after just, the show, James. I got a friend that just took his whole operation to Oklahoma. It it, it seems like I definitely will, but it seems like there's a, a grip of people doing it. So like it's it's the reverse Oregon Trail, so to say. It <laughs> yeah. is because you're coming straight from there. Way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that's so, awesome. Uh, and you go to seedsherenow.com if you want to check out the site. And uh, there you go. Boom. What's the big? What's the other? Any other crazy bogos going down, or what's going on? What's that? What's the? There's 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 always crazy deals going on. Um, we've got exotic for like fifty bucks a pack. What? We've got yeah, uh, full packs. 
Um, we've got uh, oh, so Exotic has a new wrench drop coming up at the end of uh, the middle of September. That thing is expected to fly out. We will do a pre-sale on it. Um, we just got a new DJ Short cross with uh, glazed berries. Um, it's the first time Short's released something in a while, so uh, good for those. Um, we've got all kinds of deals on the, on the website for, for different breeders. Mm-hmm. Do you have any strains that trim themselves? One of Rosin Dogs wants to know. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. Uh, me and uh, Duke from Dominion, we're actually going to work on some and pitch them at the next MJ BizCon. Nice. I want the we one that get... rolls itself up into joints. Yeah. Just kind of falls Sweet. Around the bottom. So, of so that's, the pot. That, that's, that's still like in three years in development. Cool. But, the, but yeah. the auto trimmer plant gene we've almost narrowed down good nice nice sweetness all right um we are gonna keep on going you can hang out with us if you want guys but of course i want to thank uh peter for joining us last minute like you did and we're gonna definitely check in with you again hopefully james goes over to see you then you guys can we can do a little live live thing from sounds your, good from your uh, yeah that spot. sounds great thanks thanks for having me on the show guys i really thanks, appreciate Peter, it um, and on. enjoy your show definitely a fan and oh, it's, uh, it's been fun fun uh listening to you guys on the commute down to the farm and, and uh yeah i love it um thanks a lot guys sweet appreciate it there's a there's a wave in my back backyard i'm gonna go surf it's on the deschutes river it's uh it's a little <laughs> it's a little river surfing wave so sick i'm gonna go fun. down there have fun with that. Watch, watch out Watch out for pot dealers. And down there, uh, yeah, Massive Seeds underscore guys and Roganja Massive. If you want to check out our farm, uh, my brother and I's farm, it's called Roganja and it's uh, Roganja Massive on awesome. Instagram. So Awesome, man. Okay. Thank Wonderful. you, sir. Keep Thank it. you, guys. Cool, man. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Man. Keep it massive, bro. Peace. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <All right. laughs> nice. And speaking of massive, new Millennium Nutrients. Massively, Millennium massively nutrients. easy. Massively easy. Get killer buds and uh, it's just a great uh great line especially if you're um uh, doing anything in scale and you need somebody you want a professional uh nutrient line you go to newmillenniumnutrients.com you tell them you want the done deal no matter what you're buying whether it's one item or a whole line it's all worth it because uh a it's super quality products but on top of that you're gonna get treated like a king once you throw that done deal because they are I went to them. If you really, 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 really need to get in touch with them and you don't get an answer quickly, contact us and we will shoot you straight to the front of the line because that's how that's our service. Because <laughs> he said there's a lot there. They've got because now there's no trade shows and stuff too, so it's kind of a different world where they usually they would like go to the show, fill all the orders, do all that. Now it's just like everyone's just got nothing to do but send those orders in. But uh, yeah, check them out. Pick up one of the line. Uh, I might need your help setting up a done deal for my buddy. Oh, yeah, you said here. that. Yeah. yeah. Just tell him. Give me the info. All right. Bring it. See? First customer Wait. right there. Front of the line. Front of the line. It's the way it works. 30, 30, 30% off cost. That's amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> that's the new done deal. That's the new done deal that we get over that, at uh, C-Tier now, now done deal. deal. Yes, that's what it is. Awesome. Oh, oh, I like it. That's right. the double that's done deal. And, you, and if you do it double done, it's sixty percent off. Wow! And then James will f- yeah. drive it over to your house personally. James will come to your house yeah. and plant your garden for you. Exactly. Yeah. And so, har- so so and harvest it. So no. So no shit on that deal. I used to work for uh, Car Audio uh, as a Car Audio salesman, and I was lead in my in my in my department for that year and. You got you got to pick a, a, a system from one of the one of, one of the, the suppliers, and so I got a kicker system at sixty percent off of cost. 
Oh wow! So that's like, like uh, yeah, that's like I was nothing. Like, Holy that's like ten percent of or not twenty five percent. Crazy. Yeah, it was like a thirty thirty five thousand dollars stereo for like eleven grand. So yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And where and where is it I'm now, deaf. James? What? And where what? is that now? What? Where is that now, James? What? 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 I can't hear you. What? Yeah. What? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I can't hear you. Is, is this thing work? Ah, uh, damn it. Ah, he was being he wasn't even trying to be funny no that's him like frozen face basically back, back in the day with his frozen face all right uh, uh we'll move on frozen speaking of frozen face here we are incredible so you'll have a frozen face after yeah. you've eaten one of their gummies and be like Dave. i'm telling you man but you know you know what it, here's the thing about as more people discover cannabis and if you're going to try cannabis for the first time especially if you're going to try edibles you want to make sure that it is a quality product and that if you're looking for a five milligram or a 10 milligram or a 50 milligram gummy, that that's what it is, then you look no further than Incredibles you because they are the absolutely get. most consistent edibles. What's that Charm What's City that? up there? What's that Charm City? I'm confused. They have so many new flavors of everything. Oh, I yeah. can't keep track oh, of it yeah. since the merger. Exactly. It is it's, chocolatey it's, toffee. <laughs> I, I can't look at chocolate during the summer because it's it's i'm a gummy guy i i, I love the gummy yeah, i can, guy I can well, hear that I, I, I never you have to uh be like a, you have to do the the, the the horse thing if you're a gummy guy like you gotta, that's, yeah. a, that's a real horse that's a real gummy guy i like my gummies anyway uh incredibles i love incredibles.com if you want to check out the mm -hmm. website they have a store finder so if you're in colorado or any other states that they are in which is at least i think four or five right now because they're moving along if not i don't know who knows who the fuck knows just go online check out their thing you'll know if they're close by and if they are go pick them up and if you don't want to get uh C thc but you're interested in some cbd products their sister company trupura has a done deal built into their Baked into the site, bro. It's baked right in there. Yeah. You just hit done you deal. You get a massive done deal there. 25%. Is it 20%? 20% off. 20% off. Wasn't it 25 But I didn't even mention I and then... I left my bubble to go see Stephen Chang. What? I put on three masks. What? I oh, drove into Denver. Uh-huh. And I, I, he, he, uh, he, he wound up you? getting noodles from, or wontons from Yuan Noodle. We got Zhao Long Bao. And I grabbed him and ran. How do you noodles with three masks on? That's what I want to know. I didn't. I put I put him in the car. I waited oh. till I got home, and then I did the whole fucking spiel, uh -huh, and gotcha. uh, and I ate him. But they were they were awesome. Hell yeah, they were very awesome. Nice. But True Pure, are twenty percent off if you enter Done Deal at checkout. They ship anywhere in the country. They are fantastic quality CBD edibles, yep. tinctures. Um, I give Same uh, tincture. You know, it's just, yes, absolutely. It's this they're marketing across the United States so that nobody thinks anybody is nobody has to argue, well, is it cannabis or is it not? Is it no. this is hundred percent legal in all everywhere in the country. Um I give a drop, I give three or four drops of their tincture to my dog every morning on her allergy pills. Wow. And she's not she has no more hot spots, she's not licking, she's not scratching. Um totally safe for you, safe for your pets, safe for your kids. Great product, twenty percent off. Enter done deal at checkout. True Pura CBD mark, or is it just truepura.com? Truepura.com. True Pura. Come on, do it. Do Truepura.com. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Next we got oh Green Farms. The Green, well Green, Green Farms, Farms Med, so you can get Incredibles there. Yes, sir. That's why we have them right back to back because we want to. Good job. Make it easy. For double people. done deal. 
you get the real done deal there without even having to, you know. <laughs> I get distracted by Roz and dogs. How could you not? Do you look at the chat room and see of this course. guy? It's hilarious. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you're so on game tonight. It's just, it's not fucking fair. You're, you're his Pinsky, dude. Again. You're his Pinsky. Oh, worry. fuck that. Yeah, he's got you. Have he's fun. got you wrapped like I have Pinsky. So yep. nothing have you can do. Fun. You can't make a move. No, Nothing but I do. think what I have is actually COVID-induced Asperger syndrome. Since I can't see anybody's facial expressions anywhere I go, <laughs> it I can't figure out anything. It's like why I'm a much better poker player playing live than I am online. Because you don't realize how much you get from a conversation from looking at someone's face. Yeah. You know, and this it's it's hard for me right now. I will completely admit it. What does, what but, uh, does suck is, is that you I can can't see your like, face. like I always smile. I'm used to smiling at people when you go to a show. Hey, how's it going? You smile, and you're like, you just know that they look at you like you're weird because you're like, what did he just do? Uh, it's like, I was smiling <laughs> at you. I wasn't doing anything like, weird. What are his just, eyes doing? His They're eyes were really weird. He was like squinting at me and looking all mean. It's yep. like, no, that he was actually me. the opposite. I, I was trying to be nice, but you don't have to do that. You can go to their spot. Uh, they have a they have a, come out to your car, I believe. Um, who knows? Just give them if you have a uh, if you have a medical card have a here, medical card here in Colorado and you want to get super high quality no till grown cannabis and rosin uh, check them out uh, at the uh, shop in the Springs yeah and Here's they a, carry a wide range of edible products I mean it's and, not just incredibles I see their if you all their Instagram feed yeah JW always puts a camera on his edibles uh-huh. that goes across and you'll see they have every brand there is and if they don't have them yeah. reach out to them I'm sure it's something they'll carry and some amazing uh full, full that was right there that's it right there the, the full the, the spe- full spectrum tinctures uh phenomenal there's one that's uh the off the chart one, the 2,500 milligram one, I believe it is. You buy it, you get that one, three of those. If you squirt three of those, you are hallucinating. Literally, like multiple people have, <laughs> have, have uh, reported full blown hallucinations of it. They're like, holy shit, dude. Higher than fuck. So check that out. Dude, I took three squirts and I had a session with Adam Dunn, but then I realized it wasn't Adam, it was my cat, man. Wow, fuck. Man. Wow, man. <laughs> wow, man. Exactly. Uh, but no, check them out. Uh, and obviously, done deal. On checkout whenever you can. Next, we got, oh shit, build a soil. Speaking of build deals, a soil. Also baked in. He's the killing it. Oh, yeah. Killing it, killing it, killing it. His Instagram feed, I don't know if he sleeps at all. No, he, well, but this is. It's a hard working crew over there. They're uh, on the Western Slope. They're putting out some of the best of the best when it comes to organic inputs and uh, like IPM products and all the things you need to be a successful uh, organic grower. Go to 855-877-SOIL, call them up, or go to buildasoil.com, check out the site. Uh, real simple, easy to use. Uh, pretty much every product they have has been vetted properly. There's stuff I've seen, which, you know, uh, everyone, you think it's organic and you think it's shit, and then you go like, how come you don't have it in your thing? And he's like, nah, dude, checked it out. Did my did my research, figured it out that it wasn't 100%. And then that's, you know, that's the thing. So you really want to... Know you got the quality. Go to them if you have. If you're in Colorado or New Mexico, you get free shipping and over 500 bucks too. So that's a deal. There you go. That is a deal. And, and you're supporting getting... a great business that stayed open all throughout this. So oh, yeah. it, it really, you want it. You want to get anything you need. All your organic nutrients and Jeremy's, lettuce. Jeremy's uh, mushrooms been on the show a million times too. So go check out any of his shows if you really want to get proper nuggets. Yeah. Oh, slow. Oh, I think it's time to have him back yeah. on. Yeah, because we haven't had like enough nuggets. We should have him back on. More nuggets. Real nug, The real nug show. Uh, yes. Check them out, and don't forget done deal on checkout. Also, we have 
oh shit they were oh. I, had, I added see you noticed it was coffee yep. theme coffee i saw theme. it man i brought it together because we oh, were did. like you know what we need to focus on some of our done deals because what happens is people don't take they don't appreciate it they don't realize what they could get well no i think we could be straight up with this one listen it it, it i know when we have seeds here now on it caters to our audience everyone's going to go buy seeds but everybody loves um, coffee who doesn't love coffee but if you love coffee if you drink coffee shut the fuck oh, up shut up Mark. you just shut your mouth <laughs> Mr. Okay. I don't like coffee. He just doesn't drink coffee. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's his thing. I miss but coffee. if he did drink coffee, more. he would drink Ozo coffee. Yeah. And if you drink coffee and you want us to keep talking about them and them sponsoring the show, you have to go to ozocoffee.com. Mm-hmm. You need to buy some coffee yeah. and enter to Done Deal them, at to checkout. show them that we have at least five people who listen to the show. That would be really, that'd be cool. It, five it would, people. It five would people really ordered, help keep five them around. If five people ordered, because we had a couple people order, and I know exactly who they were because my friends were like, oh, I'm definitely. Ros right. and Dogs. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Ros and Dogs. Yeah, Ros and Dogs, man. Let's get on Don't it. Don't make fun of Come Dave, on. bro. We, Let's we, we, buy we, coffee. We you have give to buy coffee. 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 We give you a few hours of knowledge and laughter Here's what we're gonna every do. Friday. Here, 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 Buy some fucking coffee. I think, coffee. though, I think if we uh, just just have even a, a slight bump, five people buy coffee this month or this week, yep. they'll be like, oh, okay, we'll you guys them. should do so. And on top of that, I believe that we can then get a real done deal as far as our own we could tell them exactly what we want and probably get a custom blend made for us, wouldn't we? Be able to say we want it to be uh, like, that would not be out of the question. And, and then remember, you we, guys can really them. be excited because we'll all be drinking the same coffee and getting the same buzz, and it will be dosed with psychedelics. So Ooh, wait, so you'll have <laughs> now, now everybody wants a bag it. of coffee. It's going to be some psychedelic coffee. Is what's going to happen? Oh, done blend. Yes, Kelvin. Well, you got to go to Ozo Coffee. Listen, they source <laughs> all their beans across the globe. They have relationships with all these small oh, family farmers. We need farmers. to get that. Let's get that. Um, the, let's get the um, the the meerkat fucking poop poop coffee, and then we'll be stoked. Be like the, Serve the, it uh, coffee. Serve it. There it is. I don't know if they have that stuff. Ooh, they even We're, have coffee subscriptions. We can get that. They stuff. can get anything, dude. Yes, they do they, ship tray. Let's, <laughs> let's tell them our sell. You know, right. we'll tell them the problem has been that our people are so high bar that they're all wait. They only want the, the meer. They only want the see, serve it. That's it. They've had no, everything. We just else. Need, come on. <laughs> we have, we have some really loyal people who support this show What's, on the chat gang. Yeah. Is, and we need you guys to step up. Thing and is, buy if you some buy coffee, if this you buy week. five pounds, like what well, we get, these big bags, and then it's like you're a king. King salami at that point. You're oh, like, yeah. oh my God, look at this. And then people come over and go, Oh my God. And it's killer. And then basically you're getting twenty percent off, which means you're getting one pound free. So you get a yep. free pound of coffee. Yeah. So get a free pound, you have four backups, give them to a couple of friends, and they'll be like, wow, this coffee's really good. And then they're going to be like, where'd you get this? You'd be like, done deal, bro. And then it's nah. like the fucking shit's working finally. Right. <sighs> What's this supposed to be so our retirement program? I'm trying to figure out how to make done deals, pay the bills, mm-hmm. so I can just like go off and retire. Nobody right. wants to go Do back to remotely, Folgers. Remotely Ozo from like, coffee. like a ship somewhere. Like Yes. Guys, and everyone's like, dude, they're all jacked on coffee because they, ah, I can't stop. Ah, that's what we want. That's, that's how I want. want it. I want my my people jacked on coffee. And if you're local and you're in Boulder or Longmont, you just you go in and to, say you heard about it there. and then, Just tell them there. Yeah. And don't leave until they give you free coffee. There you go. <laughs> sit down on the ground and like refuse to say, I was told <laughs> on the ad. And then we'll at least make waves. 
At that point, we've made well, waves. To answer the question on, on the chat room, you don't get a done deal at a local buying a coffee mentioning a done deal. However, it wouldn't hurt the show if you mentioned while you were buying your coffee that you heard about it on the Adam Dunn show. And that you're only going to buy uh, online now because of the fact that you can get the done deal. And then you can yeah. 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 <laughs> Unless so they, order some coffee. Just be difficult, that's all. And make sure you're yeah. not wearing a mask and tell them Dave sent you. That's <laughs> right. the most important thing. <laughs> that is the most important thing. Actually, out of all that. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. And if you happen to be able to, be in to Barcelona, tra- if you just happen to be able to travel because you're not American and you're not like us all enslaved in our little Your passport country, isn't sh- fucking worthless. Shredded. You might as well shred it. Yeah. yeah. And you're in Barcelona and you want the done deal. You go straight to Treasure and you say, what up, Petey? And you get that done deal and get taken care of. Like a killer. Once again, yep. like a, if you had your coffee, your five pounds of coffee, and then you rolled into Treasure. Petey would make coffee for you. Oh, yeah. he, would, he would be stoked. He'd be like, is this Ozo coffee? And then, holy shit, things would be at crazy. <laughs> at, at that point, international, we have an international incident at that point. Yep. That, that, that was what yep. we call. But no, go to Treasure, get the best weed, good coffee. Not as good as Ozo, but really good coffee. Not quite as good. Great though. weed. Better weed than Ozo has in weed. Way better weed than Ozo. Ozo has better coffee than <laughs> Treasure has. Slightly, because Treasure has yeah. good coffee. But the service, it's all about service there. It is. Anyway, that's, your, that's, that's the spot to be if you happen to be there. One day we're going to get back there, but it's, it's not, <laughs> I see it getting farther and farther away. I don't see it happening. Oh, what happened? Wasn't it September 11th they were supposed to have the, um, yeah. the, 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 the remake? That's the re- gone. The reboot? The reboot? The reboot. <laughs> Spanibus? Las Reboot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's no. go. I'm, I thought they we're did going. schedule the Emerald Cup for March. Did they? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's bizarre yeah right like who's what do you got in our, how do they do outdoor weed in March is I it like no a idea. depth cup from last year or so I don't, what did they try I don't know it's weird I, uh, I thought that's the notice I got that makes no sense at all maybe somebody hacked their system and I read it wrong it didn't make any sense alright maybe Australia maybe it's in Australia bro that's the problem it's a different uh, New Zealand nobody has it there it's the Zealand cup we didn't read it right Okay. But if you're in Denver oh, shit. and you want a gram of ambrosia no, and an dude. infused this joint for 25 bucks. This huckleberry, dude. Holy fuck. Yeah, the huckleberry oh, yeah. is nice and cheesy. It's so like, cheesy, yeah. right? It was like instantly yeah. like, I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. that tastes like real cheese. Not like the strained cheese, but like, like what actual ty- cheese. What type of cheese was it, though? It's weird. Cause I it, don't know, right? It's like. It's exactly what I thought when I smoked it. I was like, holy fuck, that's cheesy as fuck. Yeah. What is it? Let me try it again. I'll try it again while Dave talks about it. Dave, talk. There you go. So while Adam is is dabbing it, you can go to Apothecary Extracts in Denver, in Pueblo, and in Colorado Springs. Mention the done deal. Get a gram of ambrosia, which I believe includes the huckleberry that he has right there, and an infused joint for 25 bucks. Can't beat it. They, yeah. they have, I mean, I, I did write to him, auto, but he's like busy with a project right now. Did you hear the auto-tune, Dave, right he there? He sounded like Cher. He sounded just like you what auto-tuned. Happened? He went, well, I heard, I heard it. <laughs> it's my shitty internet. <laughs> it well, was. We're going to have to ask one of the sponsors for a new computer for Dave, because for some reason it's just not connecting well these days. And uh, so we'll we'll see if one of them will kick down yeah. a new computer. Oh, yeah. You should that? see how much um, MTI is laughing right now. Dave's Corvid computer. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dell, you'll get you a Dell. I'll get you an, a big, thick... A Dell Optiplex. Yeah, one of those yeah. thick, giant, chunky things. <laughs> totally. Yeah, with like one meg in it or something. And a Fisher-Price webcam. <laughs> and a battery no. pack that like is a suitcase battery pack that it comes with. Yeah. It's like an Apple II Plus with no lowercase display. Everything's in caps. I'm yelling at everybody. Yep. But yeah, if you go to Denver, uh, you know, Wes, Amanda, Carson, all those guys will take care of you down there. I see them every week. Go picking up some hash for the show and uh, buying some hash for myself. And it's a, it's good shit. It's good. They also shit, do the man. processing for fourteener, and so a fourteener trusts them to do processing. You know they're doing something right. So it's apothecary extracts in Denver and Pueblo and Colorado Springs. Just mention Dundeal and get yourself a gram of a uh, concentrate and uh, an infused joint for twenty five bucks. Oh shit! All right. I, just, I couldn't figure out which cheese it was this time. The first time was super cheesy. This time I think my bowl was a little dirtier. So look, it's going red on me. What's going on? Is it dying on me? Uh oh. Oh no. I don't know, man. Uh oh. Oh, what is happening? You know, I'm hearing really good things about this new source Versa that came out. It's a weird one, right? I haven't seen that before. We're just they saw it like that. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, that's the end. Uh, that this means is this the is the end. end. My only friend. <laughs> friend. Oh, the end. All right. Uh, so. Let's be glad we weren't going into a Puffco sponsorship right at the moment right now. That wouldn't oh, be yeah. hard. Hey. But we may have to. Hey, guys, what's going on, brah? Brah, brah. Uh, if you need to make your own uh, extracts at home, ethanol, safe, easy, you go to extractcraft.com. Check out their tabletop models. They have two on the source, which is like small, very easy, easy to use. Both easy to use, but uh, that's like a single unit uh, where it's all collected into one. And then you have, I think that even has a phone app that goes with it so you can get, get all jiggy with your phone, pretend like you're doing something. I don't know what you're doing. But, uh, but the other one, which is just your the, the Ito Pro, again, super simple, one button. Adjust just the temperature, and so you can go, and it's a, literally about a ten degree difference. So it's a very small difference, but it does make uh, you can go super low, or you can go almost super low. Uh, you go, but super easy and uh, produce great RSO. Um, but you can also make uh, dabable material out of it. It has a uh, ability to be used as a um, uh, vac on its own, as a vac oven on its own. So you're all in one. Pretty cool. It's a great little unit. Uh, but if you do uh, pick that up, you're going to need some ethanol for it to do your ethanol extraction. So you go to our other sponsors, which is 420 Extractor. That's 420, not 420. So 420 Extractor. And you got their uh, Mystic Mountain Distillery here in Colorado in Larkspur, who's been, you know, makes uh, quality alcohol on the side. Saw this opening of like, oh my God, there's not enough people doing this so they've created a uh, pure grain alcohol for uh, extraction that's ready to ready to use and uh, you can pick up in gallons or five gallons i think it's at, at five gallons it's about 36 bucks a gallon which is an awesome price and you can also ask for the done deal on checkout there and that helps you can also grab some hand sanitizer too they've yeah, that's what they're cranking they've out a definitely lot of, they're cranking on a lot of hand sanitizer these days yeah but uh Yep, so check them out for 2-0 Extractor. And if you're local in Boulder oh, and shit. you want fine quality cannabis, you want some rosin, and you need you a picture of Dave extracts, some, for some magical reason in your pocket, this is your spot, right? 
Yeah, you oh, can get some shit. of that, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Not the I lucked out because my initials happened to be a deadhead Jamaican cross, which was what the strain was. Right. And uh and that was that. And but there was no and there was no Jeff Guard dog weed. No guard moment. dog. No, no guard dog. And no. Damn. No, but Damn there you. are going to be six different DJC crosses coming on the strain. I mean coming six different DJC crosses coming on the shelves in the next few weeks at 14 or um you got to head down there. Listen, they're great people. Go to 14erboulder.com, make a pre-order. You got to pre-order. If you if you just show up, they're going to make you go back to your phone or your car and and uh, do something online. It's just got to be done that way. This way they can get people one in, one out, and that's the way it works. You don't have to worry about somebody standing behind you. Welcome you to the in. new world order. One in, It's what they have out. right now, you know? That's the way it, it is. Dave <laughs> said so. That's it. Dave said so, along with his Einstein bagel sponsorship. Oh, um, no way. You would never do that. You would never do that. <laughs> I just threw up a little in my mouth. No. They're um, all spongy. Hey, listen. Things. What? <laughs> they're spongy. They have spongy bagels at their spot. No, they have, they're not bagels. It's, it's, it's bread. It's bread. It's insulting. Listen, to, to you have to check to out. Huh? I, I'm trying this Susie's Closet right now. And it is it, fuck. Susie's closet. Really terpy. Go down. They just did a huge rosin drop. I think they have like eight new flavors on the shelves right now. They have tons of flour. Mm. They did a collab with Viola. Um, that's on the shelves as well. Um, they have now chocolate bars. They have their version of gummies. They have chill pills. He, the one thing about 14er that, uh, you know, I can't speak for every dispensary, but they do not carry anyone else's products. So I know I love Incredibles. They don't carry Incredibles because Incredibles sources their own. Yeah. They, they grow their own and they make their own edibles. 14er, anything you buy there comes from cannabis that was grown in a 14er garden. So give them a try if you haven't already. Go to 14erboulder.com, and uh, if you go down there locally, just tell them that uh, Adam Dunn Show sent you. And buy yeah, some DJC. And if you have any problems, you blame it on Dave, of course. You say, Dave blame it on me. Dave. Yeah, Dave sent me, dude. Yeah. Dave oh, said shit, but nothing. if you want to get, if you want to say Adam sent you, you're going to pick up fish shit because oh, shit, this yeah. is what I'm recommending everywhere as I've been using it now for the last two cycles. And I had, I had a problem with electricity the other day, so I had like to replace my main breaker. And then for like a whole day, none of the ventilation or the air conditioning or anything was working. And man, that'll fucking, that'll <laughs> yeah. stink up a zone right there. Totally. Stings like, the nostrils. I was like, damn you fish shit, making my shit stinky. Yeah. No, but it was uh, very stinky, which is, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a love-hate thing. If you can smell your own garden and you're like, kind of like, it's kind of dangerous, but yet satisfying, right? Uh Killer product, fish it made in uh, in in Rhode Island, Maine. Yeah, Rhode Island. Red Island. Rhode Island. We're gonna have uh, Tommy. You pack your car. No, it's not quite. We're gonna have Tommy on the show soon. Sweet. When he's parachuting, he's gonna be doing some parachuting soon, I think. And we're gonna get some. Crazy... On the way down. Oh yeah, I want him to do the whole interview as he jumps out the plane. Of course, of course. Oh dude. sweet. Anything to be complicated and not work, that's my style right there. Hey, what would not work? We'd be jumping out of a plane trying to do it. Yes, that won't work. Cool, let's do it. Yep. We're doing that. That's the way we roll. Sweet. Uh, no, their, their product is uh, simple, effective, 
uh, easy to use, and it can be used pretty much weekly all throughout the entire cycle. So just you know, create a nice little uh, nice little uh, micro microbiome of the plant there, and I can build that shit up with some some tilapia swags squeezed right out of it. <laughs> squeezed right out of a freaking tilapia. We, you cannot, don't, what? don't, you, de- you don't give away a trade secret. Oh, we yeah. cannot confirm or deny that a fish is squeezed or touched. We can tell you this. Well, you see it on the logo. They all they have a custom you. He just sits on a toilet and reads a fucking newspaper. That's pretty obvious. That's all it does. Right. Pretty damn obvious. That's how he collects that's it. That's how it does. That's how it works, right? So, um, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to talk to Tommy soon because I got a bunch of people that need to send this, this shit to, man. And I need some new shit because I'm about done with my thing. So we'll get all that sent out, and then we'll do a little interview with those people. Actually, I was just out of Area 420 yesterday. I didn't pop in because I was like, oh, damn, I can't go in there because I promised them fish shit. And now they're going to know I was here not delivering fish shit, and they'll be very disappointed. So let's get them their product first. We'll get everybody their stuff. But, hey, I was out there 420. I was looking better than ever out there. Place is it's killer. Nice. Dave's going out. Uh, Dave's going to come out with us next time. Nice. In a sort of plastic bubble car. Let's thing. go. With, you know. uh, but yeah, check out fish fishheadfarms.com, is it? Or is fishheadfarms.com. It? Fishheadfarms. Yes. Fishhead and they're farms. fish shit on Instagram. Exactly. And uh, once again, of course, done deal on checkout. And uh, keep an eye out. I think they, you'll. I think it's twenty five percent off. Yeah, he's he's the at, big one. He's the biggest. Yes, one. he's the big daddy. Twenty five percent off. Plus, you're probably gonna get some swag thrown in there because that's the way they like to roll. Mm-hmm. So and if you have any artistic, artistic, any Photoshop skills, who's anything, who's artistic? Artistic. All right. We want you to send us your interpretation of a tilapia wearing a diaper. What? You know, and and if it has Adam's face on it, Ooh, even that's better. even funnier. Yeah. You know, but, even but well, Adam's now. face with the beard. Not now. It's not very. You gotta have the beard. Now I look too much like a tilapia. <clears throat> I look too much like a tilapia now to actually be funny. So, whereas Dave, Dave's face would be way more effective. Because nothing what funnier. It, no, there's nothing funnier than a redheaded tilapia. That's nothing like, funnier. Yes, yeah, there is. That is like the. That is a combination of like the redheaded stepchild of the human world and the redheaded stepchild of the, the fish, fish world. world. Because yeah. no one likes a tilapia. They can just get abused <laughs> like nobody's fucking business, and nobody's going to quit. Nobody's is gonna is question. that why you always lose huh? co-hosts? Because eventually you get to the point where you just abuse them, and they go, "Fuck this shit! It ain't worth it, man." Yeah, the kid couldn't handle it. Look at he's he ran is, away. Is this what happened? You yes. went and you took a whole bunch of ayahuasca, and Two now you, you get all pissy for a week or two. Oh no. That, Ayahuasca was cool, but I definitely could not change my uh, my uh, way that I we deal with my let's, co-host. Let's my, otherwise, your ayahuasca. Uh, well, I'm not done with the. Okay, we have to have shoutouts yet. We have to do well, shout-outs. no, we segued into that. We'll get. Nah, we'll, get we'll do that at the very the end. That'll be the end. That'll be the end because we're already late yeah. anyway, and I don't. want to get the shoutouts done, and then we're gonna do a little wrap. I'll do a wrap up, and then we'll get back on that one later. Just shut right. the fuck up. After that, I figured out that I need to be more abusive to my co-host. That was pretty much the whole trip. Okay, that's yeah. how I yeah, went in. I was like, "Tell, I, me, I doubt tell that's me what, what to do. Tell me what to do, grandmother." She said, "You better slap that Dave guy around that's a little right. bit more because he's more. getting a little he's getting a little uppity. <laughs> right. He's getting a little uppity lately." Agreed. And and the people out there, you know, <laughs> the, the, the chat gang, want they want you. They're, they're chanting for you. Yeah, go, they are. go. I love them. They love me. They do love you. Okay. Speaking of love, oh, next week, 
This is what this is. This is perfect. Perfect thing. You see the word hash controller, right? Next week's we're gonna have all hash controller uh, orientated things. We're gonna have pure pressure guys here, or not here, virtually here. Dave's gonna virtually try to show us how he abuses weed. He's gonna do his his weed abuse uh. with, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> with Dave segment, and then um, we're gonna talk to. Uh, the guys over at Illuminar, maybe Scott, maybe someone else. No, also the Greenery Hash Factory. Oh, and the Greenery. On. So we're going to have pros, yeah. amateurs, and we're going to have the guys who grow the weed with the hash controller, just coincidentally, uh, which is coming out now. And I think I'm getting them. I'm going to get one. They're not so exciting to like look at and use for the show, but we're going to talk to uh, a couple of different people who are being grown with them now for a little bit, and they're going to get get like check in with them and see how they liking it or maybe there's things we can change because that's the cool part about this that i think that we can like create the adam dunn show sort of features like hey what about this and if they're like shit we could do that and then all of a sudden we've got Let's our own that. we have our own button we don't want to beep yeah yeah mode adam dunn show mode Nice, dude. Yeah, which is you have the MTI mode, which is kills your plants in like 30 uh, seconds, right? The Dave mode, which like keeps them alive for a couple weeks and then kills them. Yeah. And then the Adam <laughs> Show mode, where it's just perfect. Everything's perfect, right? It's perfect. We're going to figure that out. Uh, no, the uh, guys over at Illuminar, not only, they're, we're also, ooh, big, big difference in the giveaways, too. I think. I think we're going to be giving away LEDs starting soon. It's gonna, Ooh. We're gonna, but I, Ooh. Yeah, I don't think we're going. We're not going top dog right out of the gate, though. So we're going to have to move our way up. So I think you guys, whoever got their 315s back in these last winners, were super lucky because kind of like I said, those, that technology is on its way out. It's not that it's completely out, but no. it is in the sense that LEDs are just fucking going to, you know, if you're in California, you have to have them, right? So that just fucking kills that right out of the gate. Um, yep. So we're going to start with clone lights, I believe, is how it's going to start. And then, you know, maybe eventually we'll, we'll move up to those fucking ILA big daddies. We'll see. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, so there's going to be new giveaways. Hash controller, I think we might give away two at some point, but it doesn't really make sense unless you have already got a big a system that works with them because that would, you know, great to have, like, the whole controller and none of them could control, right? That's the classic. Um, but uh, next week we got that fear pressure. Who did you say again? What was the other two? We have the Greenery Hash Factory out of Durango. I found these guys on Instagram, uh -huh. and then I found them locally at a place called Drift. Um, and holy moly, they just do some fantastic. You'll love them. They're dry press. All all it is is from Keef, and they don't use water process. They'll. Mm. They'll, they'll be a little vague at times because certainly they don't want to give away, but they do a Lebanese wafer hmm. that is reminiscent of the Golden Seal days back in the late 80s and 90s. Nice. So uh, I was I was quite impressed. So we'll cool. we'll have we'll we'll have some of that to to sample while we have them on virtually next week. Virtually not and non virtually we'll have them on the show. That's awesome. Cool. So yeah. um, look forward to that. And we're also doing a giveaway, like we said, and we're gonna have. Uh, a just demonstration from pure pressure of rosin pressing or what was the deal? What was going on? Well, we're going to have, we're going to have the CEO of their company on. He's going to be, it's it, the, the way the time works out. Um, I think he's coming, calling in from his office. I don't know if he'll be actually squishing at the time, hmm. but we'll certainly get okay. access to his knowledge and, you know, maybe some recipes, certain strains that might work best and, 
So it will be know, the pure pressure. Find your questions of brain drain episode. We're draining his brain. You betcha. Well, they're so popular now. I mean, everybody, you, you, any, you watching a video made on YouTube, and they're using a pure pressure and you're press. Like, ah, those so, guys. We know those guys. Well, they're almost becoming ubiquitous with rosin, just like you know, um, the essential extracts who really took over and the Bubble Man. They're the Hoover their vacuum bags, of, so. of rosin presses. Right, the Kleenex. The Kleenex. <laughs> the Xerox. You are the Kleenex of rosin presses. I'm sure they'll be impressed with that. That's a great selling sounding point. <laughs> All right, well, cool. So we've gone over our limit, as usual, because that's the way we do around here. We're gone for two weeks. Now we're going to be like, what, we're 20 minutes over now? We're going to have to devote oh, an hour one of these days to something. you discussing your okay. well, me, uh, ayahuasca I'll, trip. I'll give you, I mean, I'll give you a scenario. It was uh, two days. I mean, imagine that I uh, fasted already for a couple weeks. So I was fasting and, you know, that, which was good. I mean, it's a good thing to do, right? It's not a bad thing. But... Uh, First cup, so it was, a, it was a proper ceremony, you know, it was well done, well put together, and it was also um, American Indian influence mixed together with Brazilian, so had a little bit of both sides, which was dope, and the coolest, not the coolest, because there's, obviously there's all sorts of levels, but the, some of the most interesting parts was that in the beginning, uh, when we had, uh, on the second day, we had... Uh, a singer that was there from Hawaii that was uh, American Indian though and she started when she started her song within one or two seconds we had like literally like eight or nine coyotes outside that place fucking going nuts like going nuts so hard that I've never heard them that close and I live in the country and we were in Lakewood which is literally like not the country at all and there was just happened to be a little opening of land in the back there and i was like where the fuck are eight coyotes coming out of the nowhere and we had birds that sounded like they were tropical birds that were just going nuts also and it was like and everyone is looking around kind of like holy and we weren't even that we at that point we were not anywhere in a situation where we should be like hallucinating or having audio hallucinations so it was like group like how the fuck did that happen? It was like, it was bizarre. So that was a good intro. More than one person heard it. Oh, everybody. That no, was real. It was yeah. happening. It wasn't just an illusion there. But on a personal level, first day, because it was my first time, was more intense. Second day, yeah, it was like I wasn't 100%. I was tired. <laughs> I was tired from the first day. So I was kind of like not quite going gangbusters on it. And uh, so, it, and it's just the way it is. You have to kind of like, you can just keep going, you know, if you can keep, you want to go for it, you go for it. And if you want to pull back, but the first day I got enough to deal with and, and sort of kind of go over from the first day. And, uh, but it was super cool. Like I was not, uh, uh it, at the end of the day, it was like something where I was like, okay, this is something where it's, you know, if you have a lot to work out, it's going to be a great thing. Obviously I was classic, you know, it's still in my head a bit. And, but I had an awesome like alien abduction recreation in my head where the first one where I was completely scanned from head to toe by the Aya entity, whether it be grandmother or whoever it was, but it was definitely like a, a scanning. And it was really cool because it, I could feel it and I could get like a, but it was very much like a being inside of a scanning box or something and it was going up and down my body and I was like, wow, this is pretty fucking intense. And I kind of felt like I got a green light because after that I felt totally 
then I didn't feel sick after that. The first, I'd already gotten sick at that point. I already did my, did my purging, which wasn't too heavy, but got the scan, and then did the second, then did another cup, and then I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> and then I was toast after that. So the, for the wow. next the next day, I was like, kind of like, all right, after the first cup, I was like, I don't know if I really want to go through the whole purge process a second time. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to absorb the cup and relax and take it easy. But definitely worth doing. That's one of those things. It was, it was worth doing. And it's like the kind of thing where almost like when your first time you do DMT, you you know exactly who you want to tell to do it because you know that certain people are going to fucking love it and you know other people would never even understand what it's about and be like, right. why would you ever want to do that? You'd be like, no. And so I was told 24 years or 25 years ago, like somebody told me, Adam, you really got to do this. And I was like, and I could see it look a certain look in his eye. He was super happy and he had just come back from India and he was telling me all about it. And he had, and I was like, okay, interesting, but not, not ready for that right now. I kind of like what I'm doing. Don't really. Cause he was like, quit smoking weed. And he was just like, I was like, he, he kind of, like, I was like, wait a minute, you quit smoking weed and you want to tell me to do that. I was like, I'm not doing anything that makes me want to quit smoking weed right now. Uh, and it didn't do that obviously, because I wasn't really looking for that, but I could see where it would. So anyway, hmm. good times worth doing. Definitely a lot to take in, but, uh, not scary as, as it was, and not as scary as, as I think it all comes down to setting though. If you were in some crazy place and shit was getting like, cause it, I, I, I've seen enough, uh, there, oh, there's a special on Netflix. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It was called Unwell. I saw it like right after that. And it's all based on the one of them's an ayahuasca one and they show like a group in Florida and they're just milking people for like 600 bucks and they're packing them in like 90 at a time. And of course, then it's like you know, people. Somebody's gonna have a bad time, and then it's very um, dependent on if you're on any kind of SSRs, SSRIs, or SRIs, or whatever they are. But if you're on that kind of medication that you know what those letters mean, you'd be like, "Oh, I, I'm definitely on those." But it was like a lot of them, like uh, Prozac, things like that. It reacts really bad, so that knocks out a huge percentage of people who, if they don't fast before they do it, they're gonna get fucked, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what happened on this story on Netflix where they showed like a guy went down to Peru and he was on a lot of medications and then he like killed the fucking shaman and you're like, okay, well that's that's a kind of evil, nasty side of it all, but then the locals killed him and then it became an issue, you know, obviously big issue. Canadian Canadian guy, what do you expect? Fine, freaking Canadian Ugh. on meds, on American meds, Canadian on American meds. The worst kind. But no, it's one of those, uh, if you're going to do any kind of ceremony like that, make sure you clean yourself up first because I think that's why we had a pretty easy time. My, Cece had the best time ever. She was just like, woo, this is great. Yeah. Didn't purge at all. Took it all. Both nights did it, you know. She even did the uh, campo after. She did the... Uh, uh, the burn one after I was done I was like dude I'm tired I'm going to bed I was like I'm going to sleep for a day and uh, take it all in but that's that story uh, thanks everybody for tuning in thanks Dave for showing up making building you, building half the show there thanks Massive Seeds of course for coming in uh, keeping us on track wouldn't want to disappoint our chat gang and come Come back with a lawyer, that, that a amazing. lawyer, a lawyer, and another guy who, who, who with stuff he can't get. There you go. See people showing up. Show is about to end. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. 
I might be on the road, but we're going to definitely have a show, the same show we talked about, and probably more. Because uh, if I'm on the road, you never know who we might run into. So it could be crazy. And I got Everybody some other... out there who can still hear us, buy some coffee. Oh, yeah, buy Come on, somebody. We want to keep them. Keep, we want coffee. Everybody wants coffee. Yeah. There's never a problem with too much coffee. Make if sure you, buy, you enter You buy five deal. pounds, you just, you know, you, if you don't drink it quick enough, you just psh, 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 zip it out there. You start doing it just like you did with weed when you were a kid. You fucking, yep. you slang four of those coffees, you get yourself a free one. You already got a free one right out of the gate, so you actually have two pounds for free, and you sell three. There you go. There That's, you go. Sell three, two free. It's college. That's a nugget, dude. That's a nugget. Get that nugget. Last oh, minute nugget. Oh, damn it, man! Sell three, yeah. two free. He's already packing up. Done deal. Done deal. There it is. <laughs> you just done dealed yourself on coffee. You're now a coffee slanger, and you know you can't get in trouble. It's legal. You're allowed you to go. sell coffee to your friends. I think. I mean, I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not a lawyer. Talk to our other guests. Jeff Guard. Jeff Guard, the guard dog. Probably not going to know much Good about guy. coffee, but he will know about weed if you have a weed problem and you're here in Colorado. Give him a call. He might be your guy. Yep. Tell me you need the done deal though too. That'd be the that'd be the greatest. Getting some lawyer done deals. That's that's huge. He for, will. First hours for sure free. That's that's a guaranteed done deal right there. But that's normal anyway. So you get two hours. That's it. Another nugget. Two hours. <laughs> no, anyway. Yeah. See you guys. Uh, uh, we can't back that up. Shout out to MTI of course. Thank you, Mark. Making it happen. Uh, and Chat uh, of course, Ch- shout out to Rosin Dogs for keeping Dave in his place. Don't ever turn against me, Rosin Dog. <laughs> I'll be done. Then I'll be done. For real. I'll be done for real. Uh oh. Oh. Uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, who went shopping for our, our upcoming trip. I see she picked out a few items when we were sitting here, so that was good. That was like <laughs> keeping it in the budget. Keep that, keep that in the budget. Uh, like I said, I'll be on the road, so I'll give you guys, I'll tell you where I am when I'm there, because who knows? We have, I don't know where I am going yet. Yep. It's like that. And uh, see you next week for the right. Hash Controller episode. Yes. Hash. Sponsored All by Illuminar. Hash. Sponsored by Illuminar. And check out the Illuminar Instagram also to know the word of the month if you're entered. And if not, enter now so that you can win that new light, which is Include an LED, LED clone light. Might as well just Tony Baloney can actually win this now. It's allowed. He's allowed. It's a new thing. I don't know. Is that, is that, so he, he could even get in there. Mike Denver could even get in there. This is a new item. <laughs> we reset the entire thing. So Sweet. It's a competition between those two guys. We'll see who, who wins. Sweet. All right. Peace, guys. See you uh, next week. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it...